Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 7th of February 2019. This is The Gap, episode 454. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gorey's here. How's your week going, Job? Pretty good. Pretty um, bad productivity-wise. I know, right? Oh my lord. <laughs> it has been a rough one for getting shit done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been working late uh, in that... All right, so if you uh, if you don't know, we're both uh, work from home and uh, we're both freelance. So uh, we both literally just have to do the job. Uh, and once you've done the job, that's it. There's no like fucking 40 hours a week or whatever the fuck. It's just as long as the work's done, it's done, which is awesome. Uh, 100% of the time. But you have to be pretty good disciplined you have to be pretty fucking disciplined mm. and you have to be pretty good at time management and i am usually both of those things yep but uh yeah apex legends dropped on fucking tuesday uh and it has been devastating to my product it has mm. been fucking terrible for me getting shit done like i am still getting my shit done yeah but fucking hell and it was one of those things where it was already busy this month yeah. Or this quarter. Yeah. And they were like, you know what? Let's just sneak this in here a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I've already played like 11 hours of Apex Legends. <laughs> right. It's been out for two days. Uh, yeah. Do we want to just go straight into that, maybe? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so let's start off at the... Maybe the beginning. Um, there was... I think you posted a video on our Discord page, maybe? About now a YouTuber, Facebook chat, I think. Facebook chat yep. about a YouTuber that had um, uh, sources saying that there was a Titanfall Battle Royale game being dropped within the next couple of days, and it was a secret title that nobody's ever heard of, mm-hmm. and that a bunch of um, content creators slash streamers uh, were at this event playtesting it, and it would be um, revealed at some stage over like the Super Bowl. Yep. And then be available the next day or, or at that announcement. Yeah. And um, at that stage, there wasn't many, like, it was pretty low key in terms of views on that. Yeah. So you're on point with that one. Um, and then it was kind of weird because nobody really reported on it at all. Yeah. Uh, which was quite strange. And then I looked at it into it a bit more. And then I was like, ah, okay. The guy that's posted this is a bit of a dick. <laughs> um, so that's why nobody's linking to his channel or really talking about it. Right. Um, until there was a, a second, um, a, an actual journalist uh, from, I think he's an esports writer, right? I'm not sure. I've, I I've see seen that. his name oh. around a bunch. Um, and I think he primarily covers esports. What was the name? Rod Breslau. Yes. Yeah, he is an esports. Yeah. yeah, and then so he posted on Twitter that he had um, also heard the same thing. Yeah, and then at the end of his like Twitter thread, said that but by the way, the quartering was the one that that kicked this off. Like he broke the story and whatnot. Yeah, and then everybody, all the media reported on Rod's Twitter <laughs> and didn't mention a word about this guy. That's I've got normal. I've got an issue with this in particular, like. I think you need to be, like, credit to your sources, right? And everybody knew that he wasn't the original source. But the only reason they didn't do it is because he's a giant dickhead. Um, Like, he's he's harassed people on the internet before or whatnot. 
I don't agree with any of that stuff, but at the end of the day, I still think that he was the original source of this. And whatever your political beliefs are with whatever, I think you put that aside and say that, you know, just at least credit him. Um, he had I a can giant... See, I can see the... I can see the, the, the you know, conflicts. I can see the, the challenge, you know, because yeah. uh, you don't want to give a microphone to a fuckwit. Yeah. But uh, he was the source, and dicking him out of it is bad journalistic practice, regardless right. of whether or not he is a fucktard or not. Like, you, it's... It, it is what you're supposed to do. Uh, you could always say, you could always add that he's a dickhead. You can always <laughs> explain that he is a shit gun. But well, just don't link to his, like, anything. Just like, say that he was the source. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was handled pretty poorly. And, and even though people knew that he was the source, they just would not link to him. Um, yeah. Which I thought was not the right way to go about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I don't think... Yeah. yeah. Anyway... So, um, so on top of that, the the other thing that sort of came out was he was um, he he had all this information there and and didn't uh, leak some of it apparently just to um, protect respawn he was saying, um, and then I I guess he posted also a second video saying like he missed a bunch of emails and like from his sources and that he had some more information. Uh, there was rumors going around, or he was basically saying that there was going to be a, a Super Bowl commercial, oh. and then they would announce it during the Super Bowl, and then that's when the game would drop. Um, that never happened, uh, and then I think it was midday during like during the Super Bowl, like halftime, they announced that yes, this is going to be a, a thing. Um, we've got a new game to announce. You hear more tomorrow. We'll do a full reveal, and that's when a lot of the content creators and whatnot started tweeting that yes, they've played it, blah blah blah, and um, and that you know we'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. Um. So a couple of things about that. I don't like. I it doesn't usually happen where you see leaks coming through from um from games that are shown off quite early and uh, through like media and whatnot, but I think that. The, the big mistake they made here is they got a bunch of streamers in and possibly content creators that aren't used to handling a lot of this NDA stuff yep. and like not talking about a lot of this stuff and they they just broke it they flat out broke NDAs and were revealing all sorts of information uh, details which were factually incorrect um, right. I think the biggest one that came out of this was that it was a Titanfall Battle Royale game which was wrong right it's a it's a Battle Royale game set in the Titanfall universe. And so you start up, all this information comes out about people expecting there to be these features and elements that are associated with the Titanfall franchise, but they're not. And then stuff starts leaking out about how there's no wall running, there's no Titans. And all of a sudden, EA and Respawn have this like fire they've got to put under control because the information which is getting leaked is wrong, is flat out wrong. Yeah. so that was like one big thing that kind of came out of that, and it's still going. Like I'm still seeing people on Twitter, even though the game is released, being like, "Don't think I'm going to check it out." There's no Titans in it, or there's no wall running. It's like it's not. I've seen that. Yeah, it's not a Titanfall game. Like full stop. It is a different game. There is no marketing at all involved in any of the wording that says it's a Titanfall game. You look on their website, there's nothing. The only link to Titanfall is that. The, some of the law surrounding it 
sets it in the same universe, right? It's set like 20 years after the events of Titan 4-2 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, but that, that's literally, it's all just lore shit. Right. Yeah. It's and, not and, like, and also, only pilots can pilot Titans and Titans. only pilots can wall run. So, it's, only pilots can double jump. <laughs> this is all pilot shit. This is all, only Spartans can have a Cortana on their fucking wrist. Like, nobody got right. upset when fucking John, whatever the fuck, John Locke or whatever the fuck his name was. John, not Spun, not Master Chief. You know, Halo 4, how you <laughs> played as Master Chief and you also played as a dude who wasn't Master Chief and you're like, well, yeah. what the fuck's the point? No, Why I wouldn't I be, oh, now I get to play as not Superman? Fuck this shit, get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah. yeah, nobody's like, yeah, but nobody got upset, right? Because it was like, okay, so that's the portion of the game where I'm playing is not Superman. Fine, fair enough, let's move on. Yeah, all of this game is not Superman. You're not a pilot, so fucking let it go. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's it's got like no impact on it. It is no. interesting though. See, like I've been racking my brain as to why they would do it like this, and then like you see, we'll talk about it later. But you see the way EA, like EA, can't seem to do a single fucking thing right with their marketing lately. Mm. In the last, like, year. I mean, ignoring the well, year and a and year, and year a plus. Bit, yeah. Like, but they can't get out ahead of their own bad image. They can't outpace the vision people have that EA is bad. This idea that Battlefield Five failed because of bad marketing. Hmm. Bad marketing, right? Everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's because they, they told everyone, you know, if you don't like playing as a woman in World War II, then don't fucking buy it, which fucking 100%. If you don't want to play as a woman in Battlefield Five, then don't fucking buy it. Like, just who gives a fuck? It shouldn't matter. And if it does matter, right, the only reason it would matter is if you wanted to be represented in the game, in which case, fuck yeah. And if it doesn't matter, oh, nobody cares. Oh, it's just, what do they call it? Um... Virtue signaling. It's just virtue signaling to add them. Blah, 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 blah. If that's all it is, then why do you give this much of a fuck? Fuck you. Don't play it. Everyone's like, that's why, you know, they told people not to play it. And so nobody played it. (laughs) Fuck off, cunt. That's not what happened. They fucked up the marketing in so many, like, just fucking open your goddamn eyes. Who marketed Battlefield Five? Influences. They got... Battlefield influences into market fucking Battlefield and they could not get out ahead of their own bad press because they didn't utilize the press. They never fucking seemed to utilize the press anymore, Hmm. right? To do the fucking stuff that we've always done, in-depth analysis prior to a fucking game. The shit that Nate talked about, right, with Battlefield 5 and that we've talked about with Battlefield 5, this idea that it encourages playing the fucking objective in a way that no Battlefield game has ever done before. All that kind of stuff is stuff that you're not going to get from a fucking YouTuber whose job is to hype shit up as much as possible. They can't hype, right? They can't outpace their own negative hype. They They are running backwards. They're taking fucking three steps forward and four back every time they try to do it this way. The same goes for Anthem. They're not doing it the correct way. They're marketing it in hype terms 
be a superhero, blah, blah, blah. It should be in-depth analysis of the fucking function of uh, primers and detonators and how that dramatically changes the game up. Because when we talked about it last week on the podcast, right, mm. your concept to the game was third-person destiny. And I was desperate to explain it in a way that I, <laughs> I fucking could. But all of the times that I played it, and, ex- and experience what Anthem really is. We're all fucking embargoed, so I couldn't do it until this week. We will talk about that. But, <laughs> like, that's their, that's their problem again, right? Like, fucking what... Like, yeah, we're, we're doing great numbers on this podcast, right? But we're not... We, like, they're not fucking putting together shit for us to... Like, I don't get paid enough to do a billion fucking articles on Anthem... I wish I, I wish I did, but instead they're just going to go to fucking influences again. Instead, with this, with Apex Legends, they're like, okay, we can't get out in front of it. You know what we'll do? We'll give them a day, give them twenty four hours. Let's see how much they can fuck it up. And they still fucked it up. They're yeah. still like, oh yeah, it's Titanfall. Yep, yeah. yeah, Titans, Titanfall. There's Titan in the name, Fall. So you call in Titans. That's Titanfall, right? No, it's not Titanfall, motherfuckers. Stop bringing that up. Holy shit. It is related in the sense that, yes, it's the same development studio, and yes, it's the same world, but it is fucking not even the same fucking realm. Good God. Let it go. Jesus Christ. They still blew it the fuck up. However, that said, it's been successful. (laughs) Like, it's the top played game on Twitch. It's like double the numbers of fucking Fortnite right now. People yeah. fucking love it. Uh, I've played 11 hours of it because I'm fucking obsessed with it. Uh, they broke a million... Did they say a million concurrent inside the t- first 24 hours? I believe I saw a tweet I, from I'm Vince not 100% Simpson. sure. The last one that I saw was 600,000. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw Vince Sampella 1 million concurrent. Probably, yeah. I mean, there was a point where... I don't know if the, one, the number that I saw was just PC or something like that. Um because right. it is out on all platforms, right? So yeah. I'm not sure. I, I do know that my my origin list was literally everybody except for Nate <laughs> playing Apex Legends. Yep. There was stacks of people, like everyone. Heaps. Um which yeah. was which was nuts. Um awesome. So yeah, I guess even going back further from that, maybe talk it we'll talk about like Respawn has had a bit of a rough rough ride right the last um couple of years we talked about it a long long time ago where uh respawn was not respawn at one stage they were infinity ward and infinity ward was part of activision they uh they were sort of the original creators of the call of duty series which spun off of um medal of honor allied assault if anyone remembers that one of my my favorite world war i was i was on the medal of honor train being like I don't want to play, like, when I heard about Call of Duty, I was like, they're just ripping off Medal of Honor. But it turned out that the people that made Medal of Honor were now making Call of Duty. So I was like, ah, oh, okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. So Infinity Ward made this giant franchise, as we know today, Call of Duty. Yeah. And then they had a fallout about nine years ago. And the owners of that, that, um, that development studio ended up leaving. And I remember us talking about it on the show... And we must have covered it for about a week or like 
a week or two after that initial thing happened because there was news coming out about all these other developers that were leaving that studio at a staggering amount of like, we're talking a hundred plus people leaving that studio and following Vince, (laughs) like Vince off to wherever he was going. Jason West. Yeah. Yeah. And then months, a couple of months passed and they announced the formation of their actual, like the name of the new studio and stuff like that. It was Respawn Entertainment. Yeah, and they were going to be, uh, I guess, an independent studio. Yeah. Um, they eventually signed on as uh, EA, their publisher. Yep. Um, so they were still doing it their own way. And, and eventually Titanfall spawned off of that. Yep. Um, and and Titanfall th- had some fucking wild ideas, right? Yeah. Titanfall was a crazy fucking game. You didn't, didn't have a traditional single-player campaign. Everyone said at the sign that you can never fucking launch a game without a single-player campaign, but now... Uh, people are like, where are our single player campaigns? Because <laughs> fucking Call of Duty didn't have one and uh, Battlefield didn't have one. Like They were just yeah. fucking uh, ahead of their time. Uh, in that, they had Titans, uh, which dramatically changed the perspective of the Battlefield. Like, you had to manage two distinct, like, levels of play in this one same space, mm. uh, which was massive. Uh, they had wall running. The the hypermobility of the game was fucking out of control. It was so fucking quick. It's it was quicker than so fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, fast enough that we would inevitably see Call of Duty Copy it. <laughs> swerve <laughs> in that direction. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, double jumping. These, like, super tight gunplay uh fantastic weapons like gorgeous maps and and like this really well fleshed out world that largely people didn't play a lot of because they didn't like the messaging around the single player was confusing you couldn't really work out how the fuck it was going to work all this kind of stuff uh how did i get through all of the single player i think i was i i it's, it's a, been a while, but I'm pretty sure I was at the review event and I'm pretty sure this is where that happened. Like, we struggled. We had to, like, restart uh, Surfer, like, six times because hmm. we hadn't finished all of the... Like, we hadn't managed to get through all the maps and somehow we kept, like, getting randomly put into a, a map, not the map that we needed to get into, and they, like, somehow right. fucked up that particular thing. It was just, like, a review event hiccup. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it, you could sort of imagine it happening in general, you know? And, uh, so yeah, it didn't go so well. I mean, it was sort of, it wasn't dead on arrival. It was pretty popular for a couple of days, but then yeah, it bled out much. quickly, mostly because pretty popular wasn't like super popular. It wasn't like ultra played and heaps of people on it like jumping in all the time oh let's go play some Titanfall it was very much a yeah Titanfall's pretty cool I like the ideas uh yeah well Battlefield 3 then um yeah like very very it wasn't sticky right so for Battlefield uh, Titanfall 2 uh they went back to the drawing board I guess they introduced the single player campaign uh that was a pretty big part of it yes um it was probably the best part of it uh, apparently i think i remember reading this that they basically did a, a a game jam in the office and 
took a bunch of ideas from what happened at that game jam and sort of turned them into to levels yeah. in, during the campaign. Yeah, they were saying that constant. I was at the review event for this as well. Uh, it was a review event that took place over two days, and I'm not sure if it went one and then the other, but like I'm not sure which order it was in. But yeah. it took place over the course of two days, and then they tore down all of the Titanfall banners and they replaced them with Battlefield banners. <laughs> And we did a review event for two games over the course of five days uh, because they were releasing these two games basically on top of fucking one another. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. The single player, you could play, like, I got to play it at my own leisure. It was, frankly, awesome. Um, yeah. Like, I really enjoyed it. Uh, there was, there were a couple of levels in particular, the, the massive prefab level where it's like making the making world. the levels yeah. yeah fucking amazing level uh really really good like traversal like parkour type shit like really clever platforming first person yeah. platform. It, it did like the thing that portal 2 did where it's like building the walls and whatnot around you and moving yeah. it but like on a scale of 10 times of that yeah exactly um yeah awesome awesome level and the other one was cause and effect which is the um time travel one which yes. is one of the most iconic levels in a game in ages and uh, I wrote in my review that it should have been the entire game actually I, I, if I recall correctly I wrote in my review that they played it safe and that if they'd had any nuts they would have made a cause and effect <laughs> game but right. instead they were playing the entire thing pretty safe um, I mean you look at that as well and Dishonored 2 it was Dishonored 2 that yeah. had the exact same concept of you um, having this device that you could sort of see through two times and you switching between like yeah. the two timelines and and having puzzle elements involved and enemies and whatnot in certain places that weren't there in one timeline. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't like that kind of influenced other games as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it, it did have an impact. You know, it clearly had an impact. Um yeah, the multiplayer had like three different team deathmatch variants. Yeah, I remember like losing my shit about it because uh, I hate team team deathmatch. Um, yeah. And there was like a titanless mode where you didn't have titans in team deathmatch. Yeah, I'm like, why would why the fuck would anyone ever like play? Uh, why don't you just go play fucking Call of Duty? Like, yeah. f- fuck. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, it was. It, they played it really safe. I thought we played it time four two. It was a really, really fucking hedged bet, and uh, when it released up against Battlefield One, which was not at all safe, mm. uh, not at all a fucking safe bet, uh, and against Call of Duty, um, they were never like they were in a bad spot the whole time. Yeah. They were in a tough spot the entire time. And that was, like, that was what they were up against. Uh, up against the two behemoths of first-person shooters. And, yeah, they just sort of had to fucking deal with, deal it. with it. Yeah. I see and a like, lot of people even recently saying that uh, EA kind of killed them. But at the same time, um, it also came out that, that Respawn picked the release dates for those games because they were 
that they were still under their own banner at that stage. Insane. Yeah. Insane that they would pick that release date. I did not know that. I've been saying that EA killed them for fucking ages. Yeah, so... But like, they fucking <laughs> shot them on the fucking side of the road and let them, kicked them into a ditch. Like so Someone someone posted it on Twitter. I saw it on Reset Era. And then Kotaku verified it and said that's the same thing they've heard from their sources high up at Respawn is that they picked the release dates and EA had nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. The only thing that that's happened crazy. that was different is that Battlefield got pushed back, I think, two weeks. Oh, something okay. like that, remember? Yeah, um, I do remember. It was delayed so. a little bit. Yep. That's the only thing that happened, but they were still in the same, they were still in the same no, sort of yeah. sites as Call of Duty. Yep. Um, they knew they were going to release, or they, they knew that Battlefield was going to release. Um, around that time, they, they knew that they wanted to release that same sort of window, like that Christmas period, right? Because yeah. the titanfall was released early on in march um and they i think they were confident enough to be like all right we're going to release our game at christmas yeah um and it did not go well for them it was a mistake um so yeah then so that they got picked up by ea after that but that game died real quick yeah uh yeah they had a like they were they had an agreement with ea and then they got picked up uh bought out uh i believe jason west left yeah uh, and yeah, they've been working on EA's Star Wars game, Star Wars, whatever the fuck it's called, the Jedi, Jedi Fallen Legends, Jedi's. <laughs> Fallen Jedi. Don't say Jedi Legends; it's an awful thing to say. Um, yeah, they've been ostensibly working on that, and then yeah, all this shit came out, and they're like, "Oh yeah, lol, we've got a battle royale game," and it feels one hundred percent like revenge. It's, it feels like, oh yeah, remember when you did us dirty with Battlefield and Titanfall? Well, fucking cop this anthem, because yeah, <laughs> can't get away with this one, motherfuckers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I've also geez. heard that they picked the release date for this one as well, <laughs> which is amazing. And Bioware's like, why? <laughs> but why? <laughs> why are you like this? I don't understand. Yeah. Why didn't they should have released it in March? Really, really gotten back at Battlefield's Battle Royale because fucking hell, I'm struggling to see how Battlefield Battlefield Battle Royale can compete. Tractors, farm tractors. It does have tractors, and there's no fucking tractors in Apex Legends. So, like, <laughs> if if I was at Dice, I'd be like, push it back to April, twenty <laughs> twenty. <2020. laughs> <laughs> Like, honest to God, though, fuck. I, like, there's so much in Apex Legends that there's no way this shit's in Battlefield. And the game just changed. Like, the fucking, the entire landscape for Battle Royales just changed. There is no way PUBG Corp and Fortnite aren't scrambling their butts off right now. Yeah, or Blackout. Like, it is fucking all hands on deck. Holy fuck. Have you seen this shit? How are we not doing this? It is so fucking polished right out of the gate. It, it feels so good to play immediately, provided your extremely high-end graphics card doesn't crash your entire game. <laughs> All the time. Every other fucking round. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, like- this, but this is like the thing we just talked about, the, the 20... The 20 minutes of history for Respawn. Yeah. The the creators of the biggest franchise in the world have now uh, uh, have rejigged Battle Royale as we know it. 
they just, that, this is their take on Battle Royale. They're like, there's Blackout and PUBG and like fucking Fortnite. Fortnite's they're all sitting at a, a table, but they're all at like all at this massive banquet table. They're all just fucking chewing. They're fucking feeding like motherfuckers. They're like, yeah, boy, getting in. H1Z1's off of the kitty table. Like, we still exist. And uh, fucking Respawn like walked up and just fucking fucking slam like fucking swiped everything off and then slapped a fucking pig down and they're like this is what's happening now bitches because yeah this I, I can't get over how much of this stuff uh, like the stuff that's in this game I'm staggered hmm. hasn't been in every battle royale isn't in every battle royale I like it is so immediately intuitive I always thought that fucking Fortnite was the low skill floor for a battle royale. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even been thinking about it. Like, I hadn't even been thinking about it in the correct fucking terms. Because Fortnite is low skill floor in the sense that it, it, it evens itself out, or used to even itself out, thanks to RNG spread on weapons and, you know, all kinds of goofy quirks and building and all that kind of stuff where you could very quickly level the playing field. But that, it turns out, is not the fucking skill floor. The skill floor is unbelievable ease of use for a new player to immediately work out how the fuck they can communicate effectively, go to the right places, uh, not have to quit a game as soon as they're fucking dead. Uh, Like, all this kind of shit. And... Apex Legends does it fucking right away, like right off the bat. It is just hitting it out of park. It's just fucking sixes, six, 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 like fucking nonstop. It's just killing it. Hmm. It is crazy. The ping system is one of the best things I've ever seen. It could be better uh, if it could mark an open door uh, because it does recognize an open door. Uh, The game does. I know it does. Maybe they don't do it so that what's his face, your favorite dude. The, the tracker yeah right whatever his name is uh maybe they don't do it so that he has some fucking utility but i don't think they should um yeah it, it does so much contextually that there's no fucking way um i can like i can go back to like oh yeah um 350 from my perspective about 250 meters near that tree and then someone's 50 meters to my left and like, which tree? There's three trees. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. The guy next to the tree. Shoot the fucking guy. And you're like, yep. There's three trees, Job. I'm like 250 meters. 300 fucking degrees from me now. He's moving. Fuck. Just fucking find him. <laughs> You've got the sniper rifle. Please yeah. just shoot him. And they're like, Oh, 300 degrees. Oh, I was looking at 100 degrees. I'm like, you're facing it on fucking direction. Like, <laughs> meanwhile, in Apex, you're like, ping. Enemy there. Like, you don't even have to say it. You yeah. ping them, and your character goes, enemy over here. And everyone fucking knows immediately. Yeah. Oh, my lord, it's amazing. Or you ping a fucking container, and you're like, Open container here, and everyone knows immediately that there's there, people have been through there. You ping a fucking helmet, and 
Everyone knows, oh, you ping a scout, and everyone knows that the best weapon in the game is here, and also there. I mean, there's yeah, one over right. here, and there's another here, and, yeah. Um, there's two there, actually. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, it is spectacular, like, so fucking good. I mean, so you look at that compared to, so obviously, uh, Apex Legends is based off of um, PUBG. This idea that you've got a hundred people um, land on an island and this shrinking circle till the last person survives. It's the same concept, except this one is now 60 people and shrinking circle, last one survives. But remember when, like, uh, PUBG tried to implement that ping system and we talked about it on the show being like, they've goofed this up so badly. They, like, I was like, this is how you do it. It's so easy. Like, you just put it, like, this way or not. And it took them about a month to get it to the point where they're at. And it's still not even, like, a normal ping system. You basically put a ping down, and on your compass, it highlights the color of your character, like, they're in this general direction. So you look in, like, they they got to the point where they tried the ping system of having a marker drop on the actual landscape, People didn't like it. Like, it didn't work very well. Then they tried having, like, the marker on top of the the compass, and that didn't work properly. And they got to this spot where it was sort of in between, and I still think it's pretty... Like, they still want to have that hardcore mentality of, like, don't make it too obvious, but it took them so long to get there. But the thing about the, the way the Apex Legends one work is that, yeah, like you said, the context about things that you ping all the time or watch how you do it. If you double press your ping, then it marks it as an enemy. Or you can hold it down, and then you get a, a contextual wheel, wheel yeah. that says, like, I'm looting here, defend this area. I yep. saw someone here. Um, you know, uh, don't go over... Like, all these different things that sort of pop up that you can select, and it's so simple, and it works intuitively that... You yeah, can reply to pings... Yeah, you can reply to pings, it's like, okay, amazing. no, yeah. <laughs> dibs, shit like that. Like, that's so, so fucking smart. So basic. Like, so fundamentally smart. Like, yeah, they're just on another fucking level with that shit. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so the other big change, obviously, is respawning, which you mentioned. Um, yeah. The way that works is, it, it's at the moment, it is a three-player squad game. Yeah. Um, you can either play with friends or you can jump in solo and it'll match make you up with with other people whichever way you want um you start off on a carry some sort of carrier uh aircraft in the sky a drop ship you pick a location on the map where you want to go and you um you basically eject from there and the smart thing it does again is it ejects all all of the team at once and yep. you, the jump master, um, which is randomly picked, gets yep. to select like, all right, we're going here, and they control all three players, uh, unless somebody wants to do their own thing, which whatever, but that's up to them. But I think it's super smart the way they do it because um, everybody can land at the same location and yep. control where they're going and whatnot. I found that I've started like uh, separating towards the, the end. La- yeah. right at the end, like in the last fifty meters of the drop. I'll, yeah. I'll like separate off just so that we don't all literally land on top of each other yeah um and yeah like you can find some some loot a bit faster you can get to the loot a little bit quicker that way as opposed to someone having to run an extra 50 meters um but yeah right. it's uh yeah you all land at the same like you don't 
if you're new to the game and you're a bit hesitant, you can literally give up being Jumpmaster and someone who knows what the fuck they're doing can actually take you somewhere good. I was I was playing a quick game yesterday. I'm playing with a fucktard who uh, dove immediately as soon as, like, you know, the countdown, jumped immediately, took straight down. Uh, but he wasn't pressing W, so yeah. we just sort of slowly... Just gliding. While seven other fucking teams, like, fucking landed, and we could just watch them do it. And uh, so I, like, I obviously got out and landed on my own, uh, literally where we were aiming, but uh, just faster. And uh, he uh, managed to swerve off and land somewhere different hmm. uh, instead, and uh, immediately got killed, and I got killed trying to get his respawn beacon. Yeah. Um, I could have, like, just bailed. I could have just left. I probably should have. Um, I could have, like, immediately, as soon as I took over control of jumping, I could have just s- scooted off somewhere else and tried to do my own thing. Played a solo game, I guess. Anyway, uh, yeah, when I died, I'm like, oh, maybe we shouldn't jump directly where the dropship is uh, when it starts. And uh, he got super upset super fucking salty <laughs> won't you fuck off cunt uh it's just a battle royale game i'll play it the way i want I'm like yeah but you took all our ass down with you <laughs> um yeah mm. like fuck up anyway yeah yeah it is an awesome jump system like they can't well they they have they put in tools to account for, for morons like yeah. it's i was just not quick enough on the draw to do something about it i guess yeah right yeah, and so then talking about the respawn system, uh, once players start dying on your team, mm-hmm. they drop crates on the ground, um, and you can go over and pick up like their sort of like their dog tag or their player tag, and um, you've got about I think it's ninety seconds to do that once they die. Yeah, and then there are spawn respawn stations set up across the map, and if you get to a respawn station, you can. Um, you hold the interact button. It takes about, I don't know, five or six seconds. And then that calls in another dropship. And the people that are dead on your team and you've got their beacon um, spawns them back in with 100, 100 health or maximum health, uh, but no weapons. So they need to start from scratch again. Yeah. Uh, and that alone changes up fight, like the way you approach fights. Like, do you just disengage and hope that those people that killed the rest of your team leave or are they going to camp your bodies like do you try and push while the fight is still going get the dog tags and just try and respawn or do you just don't worry about them um and it's this thing of like all right it kind of forces you to stay and watch what happens in the rest of the game and it means that you're not out once you die you can come back at the last moment and be resurrected and keep playing the game it's like some of the most epic moments that we've had have been out of you respawning me. The only time I've respawned anyone uh, with any like real merit, mm. like not just like picking someone up and walking over, like you know, completely free environment, like just like yep, I've killed everyone. Now I pick you up and I respawn you, and you go get some stuff, whatever. It's fine. The only time I've done that was uh, I was playing with Champ Chong and Kleb, and um, Champ died pretty much immediately because he didn't land with me which was a dumb idea champ and uh he he, uh i had to like run and get him Hmm. so i had to run like a full 60 seconds 
like guns away towards where we figured these dudes probably were, the dudes who killed him. Mm-hmm. And I ran in and I scooted around and just managed, like literally with seconds left, grabbed this thing and then I just fucking ran away. Because uh, we didn't have any fucking gear yet either. We, like, we had shit for gear. Uh, but we went and got him back in. And then we had like... The guys must have seen me running away because they were shooting at me while I was getting back in. And then they, like, hunted us down. Uh, I don't remember, like, I don't have map names yet in my mind. But, you know, down, like, in the top northwest corner. Hydro Dam. Not Hydro Dam. That's the only that's one the only I know. And, and I know it's not Hydro Dam. But, um, <laughs> no, top northwest of the corner, there's that um, area where you can actually run through, like, little sewer tunnels. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Near the ring. Like, so the ring is here and there's this space. Oh, sorry, northwest. Here. I was thinking the yeah. east. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so we were over there. And so we but we ran through the tunnel and... Uh, slums? Maybe. maybe Or just south of slums? I think it's slums. Because um, it's that big, like, sewage streaming type plant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're there. And we, like, ran in to get Champ some gear. And, uh... Because he didn't have any gear on his body. So there was no point going back. But, uh... Of course not. We had this epic fight. Like, we were like, oh, we're so fucking cooked. Like, we got shit all. And we're running in super late to this area. But because this other team came, like, chasing us down... Mm. They wound up clashing with the two teams that were already duking out in this fucking space... And so there was like this four-team war in this one little area um, where we were all we were all like hardly trying to get some fucking gear wherever the fuck we can. We're like, oh, I got a pistol, yay! Um, Chance like, yeah, I still have, I've, I've got a grenade. <laughs> and then like we roll in and manage to clean up. I think we walked out of there with like three kills a piece. Like all three of us had three kills by the time we walked away because we wiped out these three teams. Like, it was fucking amazing. We walked out fully geared, and then we lost. Um, <laughs> good times. But yeah, you have, like, pulled off some of the fucking craziest saves. There was that one where uh, I left the the delivery came while uh, I died. And then a delivery came. I'm like, fuck this shit. Okay, I'm going to go fucking... And I come back, and I can <laughs> hear my headphones, and you're like, Joe? Joe, you're back. Joe, you're back in the game. I like put my headphones on and like, and there I am standing like, oh fuck, I'm back. Oh God. Fucking loot. <laughs> but you did it like the circle was coming in as well. Like I left- we were outside the circle. <laughs> yeah, Joe, I, like I've done that at once where I just leave the circle and go respawn people. Yeah. And that's a, I think maybe they'll end up changing that. Yeah. Seems a little bit broken that you can come back with a hundred health. And the circle damage is not that much at that yeah. stage of the game. Like, maybe they need to change that a little bit. Yeah. Um, PUBG had the same sort of problem where, remember, you could sort of just sit outside the circle. They yeah. ended up fixing that. But um, at those stages, yeah, I'm, it's it's worth it for me to just leave the circle if if, if uh, the respawn station is outside of the safe area, then, yeah, just go do it. Why not? Because um, yep. I'm gonna have a better chance of survival than me running around by myself with, <laughs> you know, even if I've got no heals, my chances of survival is better with two other people playing. Yeah, um, and you did uh, you did another one uh, last night 
where there were three teams left, us and two other teams. I got fucking wiped. And you, like, oh, the yeah. circle was, like, on the hard right of this map, and you, the, the respawn... Yeah, at Hydra Gym. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the respawn was all the way over to the left, and you just fucking booked it. You went and fucking got me back in. <laughs> From one like, side of the map to the other. Everyone in the fucking... Everyone who was left had, like, fucking god-tier weapons, and I'm like, well, I've got this fucking submachine gun... <laughs> And uh, I'm getting shot by like because I I'm went and rewatched when it. I'm landing. Yeah, so I went and rewatched it because we thought there was some sus stuff going on. Yeah. Um, so I, I I recorded that last bit, and uh, as I'm like respawning, I'm getting shot by like two or three different people. Um, you respawn, and while that's happening, I completely forget about the the zone closing in behind us, and then all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm outside of the zone and I'm taking a lot of damage. Like at that point, it started like chunk. The seventh round or something, right? And yeah. the guy that was shooting me that was really close is like just shit himself and being like, "Oh god!" And then all of a sudden, he's outside the zone. Um, <laughs> but he had a uh, uh, he was I can't remember. Sorry, I don't remember her name. But Race. she's the one that teleports. The portal. Yeah, yeah, and and she had a tele a portal set up, and so she went through the portal, and then I followed her and like shotgun her in the back. Yeah. Um, and then what happened was the dude on the other team that was hiding was shooting her he dead me. body. Yeah, yeah. And was shooting you and then turned around and started shooting the, the dead body that I'd killed and then realized that I was there as well and then like <laughs> spun around and yep. started shooting me. Um, so yeah, they actually weren't together. They, he was just camping that, that last guy. Yeah. Um, but stuff like that. Yeah. The respawn system is really cool. Like I, it's such an interesting introduction of risk versus reward. Uh, like, it, the way it does it is so, uh, like, it yeah. feels so natural. Like, you just, you know that you can get someone back in. Like, and you know it doesn't have to happen right away. Like, you don't need to immediately, like, you can wait till you get to a respawn beacon. Or... Right you can go to one that isn't particularly close by and you can fucking make it happen. I mean, wasn't there... There was another game. I, I've spent a lot of this game dead. Um, uh, 11 hours, and I'd, I'd say I've spent three of them dead. But um, <laughs> So, Call of Duty did, a couple of weeks back, they had a respawn system in one of their feature modes, but that was just like, if you're the last one left and the circle um, gets to the, the point... Finishes, yeah. Yeah, finishes its circle, like the next round then everybody in your team respawns. Yeah. Um, so they did that. That's the only really one that I can think of, apart from like the the funny modes that like PUBG does and whatnot, like the war modes, but that's yeah. not really part of the the Battle Royale experience. It's just like a deathmatch. This integrates it into part of the experience. It is a full-blown decision by a player to, mm. A, go and get the fucking tags so they can get you, get you back up, and B actually sit there at a fucking respawn beacon five seconds possibly under fire yeah because uh, you did you you got me back up under fire when we were out like uh i think it must be north of hydro dam in those like those shitty in the, the fucking ewok village oh sorry right? yeah yeah the ewok village yeah in the ewok village like you were full-blown under fire getting me back up i'm like ah oh, don't do it it's pointless yeah. leave me i'm dead i want you got me back i up. want that game sure because <laughs> the way because you, you immediately got a gun <laughs> i think drew went down and there was only one dude left and you were having like a shotgun war with him 
Yeah. But there was a giant rock between, um, like, me, you, and the other guy. And I'm trying to circle this rock. And every time I'm circling it, you guys are circling the opposite direction. Uh... And I'm like, I'm getting annoyed because I'm like, fuck it, Joe. I'm trying to come up behind him. And you're going the wrong way. And eventually <laughs> you go down. And then it's me and him. And yeah. I'm whiffing all of these shots with oh, yeah. my shotgun. I think I hit him the first time. And yep. then, like, three straight shotgun shots miss. And I was like, oh, well, fuck it. All right, so I switched to my assault rifle. And that worked out a lot better. It was... He must have been out of, like, out of ammo on the other weapon. Because yeah. they, they just stood there and reloaded while <laughs> you were, like, switching and assault rifling. Um, yeah, they must have been all bingo on ammo. Because right. otherwise they would have switched surely, right? Um, they, they I think they played that pretty well. I mean... I, when I got back in, I was like, I'll just run back to my body and get my stuff again. It'll be fine. And I run back to my body and I'm like fucking under the heaviest fire I've ever been on in my entire life. I just fucking cop and shit from all over the fucking place. I'm like, nah, I'll, I'll grab two guns and then I'll just get in cover. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was- even if you can like be a decoy, take fire while your other teammate is yeah. shooting at them. That's still worth it, in my opinion. Oh, totally. Because you, either, are, you could go down again, and then I could just revive you a second time. There's still a hundred points worth of damage, right? No. Like, the, there's still a hundred points of damage that you can soak that isn't going to someone who might actually be able to do something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, uh, yeah, it's good. It's, it's really handy. Um, so my, there's that. My first game, no, just to keep going about the respawn right, stuff, sure. my very first game, I... Uh, I we we dropped into um, a place. I think it was south on the map somewhere, and there was another team with us. And uh, when I dropped, I was still very like it was my first game. I didn't really know what I was doing, um, and I'm running in around in this area. I'm like, where is all the gear? Like, what is going on? And at that stage, I didn't kind of realize that majority of the gear is sort of inside of buildings. You occasionally find stuff outside, but they'll be inside of these like um, supply bins. Yeah. And so I'm like, run, I'm doing the PUBG thing of running around or the Fortnite thing and being like, there's no gear on the floor. Like, where is it all? Yeah. I find nothing within the first minute. Meanwhile, my other two teammates are in a fight with this other team. I end up leaving that area, running in the op- opposite direction, finding like a submachine gun and then coming back with like 40 bullets. Um, the other two guys on my team are dead and I'm like, well... All right, this is what we do now. And so I was like, I'll just, I'll just come my, get get myself killed and we'll start again. Uh, yeah. Squad wiping the other team, and um, I pick up one of the beacons on one guy. And at that stage, I'm still not really sure how it works. So I pick up one beacon, and then I we're sort of near a respawn station, and I respawn him. By that stage, the second guy has already like, died. Yeah. I, and I probably could have got him, but I didn't realize you could pick up both of them. I thought it was just maybe yeah. one at a time. Yep. And so I respawn him and we ended up going on to win the game. Like me and this other guy, <laughs> he was like communicating, uh, being like, oh, it's my third game that I've played, fourth game that I've played. And I'm like, oh, it's my first. Like I've just got in. Sorry about like, I was apologizing to him because like, I didn't realize that I could pick you guys both up. Like I and <laughs> I couldn't find any guns. Like, and he's like, oh, don't worry about it. Um, yeah, man, so and you, pick, you picked the right one then. Yeah, I picked the right guy. Well, I ended up getting like seven or eight kills. I think he got like two. Or, I think he got two um, yep. towards the end there. But we got man, like to the, the end of that game, he was Wraith again, uh, the the one with the teleporter, and yep. we were 
screwed. We had we were on low ground at one point. There was another team up on high ground, and we had to go towards them. And he ended up putting down a bunch of portals behind the cover. And so I just used that, and, and like we got up on them. Uh, I was like peeing grenades while he was up there shooting them. Yeah, man. And we ended up winning that 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 game. And the small things of just being able to respawn someone probably doesn't end up me winning that game because yeah. I don't survive against I don't know two other teams uh, by myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know you reckon Wraith's underpowered. She's not that good. I reckon a really like quick way they can make her a lot better is if her portals were like opaque to everyone except for except for her and her teammates. Right. That'd and be she, a big change. And she can only put them down on the spot, right? Yeah, you, yeah, could, see, if you could throw them, that might be That might be a bit different. Like not I am not saying like a portal gun that you can like shoot somewhere, but like if you could go throwing distance, it'd be pretty different we'll use the ping marker in a radius or something like that yeah something like that like it'd be uh yeah a big change to make her a lot more functional but yeah the fact that both team like any team can go through the fucking portal is pretty huge um and she's got like a passive whisper that notifies you when people are nearby yeah 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 i've not but i haven't played her so i don't know how that works right um i played her a couple of times it's just i think it's when they are looking at you um like that uh paranoia blackout Sure. I think that's how it's triggering. Right. I'm not sure. Not 100% sure. I don't right. think it's radius based. You can, because uh, the fucking, your crow dude, he can hear Blood people yeah. um, when they're nearby. Like, I think he's got, like, the ability to hear people a lot better. Right. Uh, hear enemy footsteps and stuff. Uh, I think that's one of his passive abilities. Yeah. And so that's the other thing, right? Is that there's, there's characters, there's legends yeah. in the game, and they've all got unique abilities. Um, I, I guess before the game was announced, there was the rumor was sort of like it was a cross between Overwatch and Rainbow Six Siege with the Battle Royale game. Um, yep. So you're not just looting gear; you, you've got these legends with abilities, and they've all got special. Um, you know, like this is a, 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 a DPS person, or this is a hunter, or a, a, a medic class. Like there's different combinations that you can sort of put together and see how they go and some of them actually it's that thing like rainbow six or, or overwatch where people the compositions sort of work with each other in some yeah. some degree um and so yeah the the bloodhound such a such a unique character like i'm trying to think sort of who else has something similar to this and the only thing that sort of jigs my memory is rainbow six siege sort of like Cavera, where you can interrogate people and it shows you on the map where they are that's very loosely like sort of what or maybe jackal's footsteps yeah jack or jackal like being able to track other players in the game and the way it does it is so fascinating of like when you're near a or when another team is near you you can see markers or indicators on around the area that's like oh there was a footprint here and it'll tell you on the screen like they were here 40 seconds ago or 20 seconds ago and then you can start following these footprints and then start chasing people down. It's such an aggressive um, like character to use because if you want to go out and hunt people, this is the this is who you want to have on that team because you can be like, all right, there's someone in this area. Let's just follow these footprints. Like We did that exact same thing last night by me just following the clues that people leave behind. Like, oh, there's some crows over here. They've yeah. been around this part. Like, all right, and then you follow the footprints and see where they're going. Um that stuff is really cool. He's also got his 
ability. So every character has an ability, a passive and an ultimate. His ability is to um, every 30 seconds, he can send out like a wave in front of him and he'll be able to tell if somebody's in that area. Sort of like a war hacks, um, except you can't see through the wall constantly. It's kind of sort of like a sonar ping. Where yeah. There's somebody here um, and they're maybe running away or they're, they're crouching in a corner. If they crouch in a corner, you probably know they're still going to be there when you get there. But otherwise, like, gives you an idea that someone's around that area. And uh, other people can see that ping come out as well. So if it's not like you get the jump on them, um, you definitely... At least I, I've seen that ping come out a bunch, so... Like, you can definitely see it, yeah. Yeah. And then his ultimate is... is uh, It turns the screen sort of grayish, like monochrome, and enemies are highlighted in red footprints are highlighted in in red so you can sort of track he them. runs fast he can see through walls a lot like the ping the sonar ping seems to happen a lot more yeah um like it's not permanent you can't like permanently see through walls and shit but you can see like you can really quickly yep track where someone is um and yeah he moves a lot faster as well i think he might soak more damage i'm not 100 percent sure i think if you damage people it works differently, like, because I've seen different indicators on the screen, and I'm not sure if it's, like, all right, now you're tracking their blood or something, or, uh, okay. like, a little heart icon. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure how that works, because it's not, it's a bit vague. But, yeah, he's such, like, a hyper-aggressive character. Um, yeah. Very suited to my, my playstyle. Your playstyle, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you've got, like, medic classes where... There's a yeah. medic who can throw out a, a, a like a robot and it heals everybody that's near it. And the risk reward of that is like you don't want to throw it down when you're in the middle of a fight close range with someone because it heals the other team as well. And um, it takes so a while as well. It takes a little while to trigger. So it's the kind of thing where if you're stuck behind a rock or in a you know somewhere and you're having a ranged fight, it's pretty helpful for that. Um, she's also got like a deployable supply drop that she can drop down, which has a bunch of gear in it high level gear could have like yeah could have ultimate is no it's always got at least one purple right um her her thing is probably one of the best alts in the game uh just in terms of like sheer leveling the playing field because if you fuck up the loot section but you've got her and you can get a couple of those um those fucking ultimate amplifiers yeah where you get a bonus 20 percent. you can get a couple of those drops in before the end game so if you can just survive long enough you can wind up with some fucking top-notch gear uh even though you landed somewhere shit and right. haven't managed to get anything better than a fucking smg um you'll still be able to yeah do some some good work which is um yeah good like basically if i find ultimate stuff and we got one of the, her on on the team i'll just, just give it give it to her yeah, and the risk there is that other people can see that drop coming in, so they can go off. Yeah, so they, yeah, they can work <laughs> out where to go to catch it up and stuff, uh, which is, yeah, that is a pretty significant risk. Like, it does give away your position. It's not as uh, apparent as the world drops, because there are world supply drops as well. Yeah, sort of like crates in PUBG or yeah. crates in Fortnite. I'm not even sure what the Fortnite crates are called. Probably crates, okay. <laughs> um, which have high high level gear, generally gear or, or crates. Yeah, they, like there um, are there are only, there are weapons in those supply drops that only spawn in those crates. Yeah, yeah, they are gold tier because they they do the the classic uh, loot tiering system. So there's gold, purple, blue, green, 
and white. Uh, is there... I don't think there's green. No, there's no green. There's gold, purple, blue, white. Um, and yellow, like gold is the top tier. Hmm. They're really good shit. Uh, there's a gold sniper rifle that will fuck you up. Uh, but it is really slow to scope. Uh, so you can't like quick scope, which yeah. I learned the first time I was trying to use it. Uh, I was like getting pushed and I'm like, okay, that's fine. Scope in. I'm like, I'm like getting the fuck shot out of me. I'm like, no, on scope, on scope. Oh, now I can't shoot. Fuck. <laughs> and I'm dead. Um, yeah. And there's a gold tier shotgun, which is disgusting. Uh, it fucking wrecks. It is hideous. It's basically my favorite, the Peacemaker, the lever action. Mm, uh, I but, like that one. but fires a lot faster. Does a lot of damage. Yeah. Forget about it. Uh, spectacular. And there's like gold scopes, gold. I got. I had gold. I had gold armor and a gold helmet yesterday, last night. Um, gold armor makes it so that if you execute someone, you get all of your your armor gets fully replenished. Hmm. Uh, and gold helmet makes your ultimate recharge faster. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've all got a bunch of different things. The gold sniper scope uh, highlights people in red, like um, blood. Bloodhounds alt does. Yeah. So you can right. see people in, in red. The real threat clear. detector. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've uh, used one of them before. But that that's the other thing it does really smartly is that all the weapons, not only is it like tiered, but they're all color coded, including ammo and whatnot. So yeah. like shotguns are red. Uh you've got uh light light rounds are like uh brown and like heavy ammo is 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 like ac- blue aqua color. Yeah. Um so you can immediately identify weapons and sort of what tier, like what type of weapon you've got, like oh, this is a shotgun or a SMG or an assault rifle, uh, light machine gun. Um, that stuff is extremely smart, and it means that you can quickly observe the ground and be like, all right, I need this type of ammo. Yeah, I know what I'm looking for off the bat. Like, do I yeah. need green ammo? Do I need blue? Is it brown? You know that sort of thing. Ex- extremely um, smart stuff there as well. So yeah, that's good. Um, what, yeah. oh, the other thing, like, I've not, I don't know, I've not seen it in a game before. Um, the shotgun hit indicators. Oh, like, yeah. When you hit someone with a shotgun, in every other game, you're like, I hit them. Like, I know I hit them. What the fuck happened? How did it not do that much damage? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. This, yeah. the shotgun indicator is like, so the way shotguns work generally in video games is they're pellets. And so there's multiple bullets that come out. And um, each one does a certain amount of damage generally. And in this game, what they do is the same. They actually show you which pellets are hitting players. And then on top of that, sort of how much damage they're doing. Like, are you hitting vital areas? Sometimes there'll be like a orange, in, uh, like a red indicator. Or sometimes they might be a yellow. Um, and, and then you can see like, oh, I've only, I only hit them one, like one pellet. Yeah. And it'll show you like a damage number that'll come up. Or if you really wrecked them, like you see a, a spread of, like, red bullets on I the I think screen. it's like a grid of three by three, so you'll see, like, nine. Yeah. If you got them fucking center mass, you'll see nine dots. And you're like, okay, that one hit. That was a good shot. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. And yeah. immediately, you get that feedback straight away of being like, oh, I hit them really good. Or, yeah. like, <laughs> like, did I just whiff that shot? Like, I swear I hit them so many times. Yeah. But that stuff is really smart. And then, like, the damage indicators above people's heads of... The RPG thing, like of numbers, um, being like, oh, you hit them for forty-five damage or whatever, 
but then they go another step further of that, being like, they're all color-coded again. So if you hit someone that's got purple armor, the damage number is purple. Or if they're, like, depending on what type of armor they've got, the, the actual number that comes off them will be a certain color as well. So you can get a gauge of, like, all right, I'm just smashing this dude, but why are they not... Like, how much armor has this person got? Um, so that is really, yeah, like, smart. Again, on top of that, the... The, so the way it works with the health system is you've got armor and they're all tiered again and then you've got health on top of that. So you shred people's armor away um, and then you start taking away health. Pretty much the same system Call of Duty uses. Um, and we were pretty big advocates of putting in like some sort of armor system in yeah. Call of Duty, like having sh- like shards or like armor plating or something that you could sort of revitalize your, your shield plating that yep. way, it sort of incentivizes you to take fights as opposed to be passive. And because if you take a fight and suddenly you've got no armor left, like what what's the point anymore? You can't pick up. You know, like you're at end game. You've just disadvantaged yourself. Yeah. Um, eventually, Call of Duty put in armor plating, um, which worked pretty well. And yeah. I, they've they've got that exact same system in here. Yeah. Except the only difference is that you can. You, it's the same system that Call of Duty originally came out with, where you could heal yourself anywhere. Um, and this, that's the same system they've got here is that you can recharge yourself on the fly as you go. Um, I think it works pretty good. I mean, the movement, the movement speed decrease is very significant. Yeah. Um, so like, it's, it's not like you're fucking powering about recharging your fucking armor and shit. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't move very fast. It's enough to allow you to like sort of keep an eye on whether or not someone's fucking coming like you can peek outside of a window while you're recharging your armor but like you can't fucking charge them you can't rush them yeah while you're recharging your armor um so i think it's it's a good system uh and unlike po- unlike blackout it actually takes up slots in your inventory as well whereas in in blackout you just you've got like a separate slot yeah. for armor shards. So this one is actually taking up space in your inventory. So you could have fourteen shields, but you lo- you're using that space what could be used for utility or ammo or something like that. I think the only the only thing is that uh, I think they stack like the little ones stack six apiece. Yeah, and I think they're twenty five a heal, right? Um, they're like a a chunk, right? Right, they're one bar. Or maybe it's fifty. No, because, uh, well, I, I don't know how much armor you get out of purple level. Yeah. We get four bars. I think it should stack four bars, <laughs> four four chunks apiece. You should right. get four shield cells per stack, not six. Because I will, I mean, I have a video of me sitting there rank tanking my fucking balls off. Um, and I've just got shield cell after shield cell and I'll like duck out and have a look and see if it's safe to go out and I'll cop a spray and I'll shield cell shield cell duck out again shield cell duck out throw a grenade shield cell hmm. shield cell because I had fucking 12 so of the fucking things like two yeah. slots filled that's too many um like it was funny but it's way too many um yeah like that's probably my only criticism of, of that in particular like just lower the amount you can carry because I think that would be a, a heavy like a, a good way to rebalance yeah right that or change the stack you mean 
Yeah, change the stack to just four instead of six. Yeah. Because um, then, yeah, one stack would fully heal purple or gold armor, but uh, yeah, that would be it. Mm. Um, yeah, and then you've got the other ones. Yeah, it must be 100. It must be 25 a pop, like for a purple. Right. So 25 a bar. And at purple, you've got 100 because one of those shield batteries that do 100, they do a full resupply on, on the big stuff. Um, and then you still got to heal your health as well. So your health is separate to, to shields. Yeah. Um, you still got to manage that shit as well. Same way as Blackout. You, yeah. you can you know, heal yourself on the fly, run around, or walk around. It's pretty slow, but it's very quick. Yeah. Yeah, it's ten. Uh, no, seven seconds. Seven seconds for the med kit. Ten seconds for that. The big, big one. The whatever the fuck it's called. The Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. Ten seconds for that. Uh, seven seconds on the battery, and I think it's like three seconds on it's a syringe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so same stuff as again blackout. I think the only thing it's really doing differently in terms of item management is ammo is not yeah. in a separate spot. So you've actually got to manage your ammo, it's, and that's kind of one of my criticisms is that. So tied to that it. is that the the I think the clips on the, the actual weapons start off a bit too small because um, yeah. you have to get there are attachments for guns as you said and they're yeah. tiered so you can get like a blue extended magazine and that that'll give you like five more bullets or a purple will give you like ten more or something like that and and a lot of them have really low sort of ammo capacity to start off with it give me like twenty bullets and it just feels like in fights you're just constantly reloading like all, all the time I'd like it. Maybe it needs to be changed a little bit, but I feel like the the reloading is there's too much reloading going on sometimes in those games. Yeah, uh, especially on so, like the SMGs, uh, yeah. you have so few bullets in them, and you do so little damage with like I don't even think a full clip would be enough. Like, and you don't re- reload fast enough. So, I'd, like, you go into a battle unless you're against unarmored players with an SMG and you are doing enough damage before you have to reload to make it a viable prospect, you know? Hmm. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Like, they need to do something about that in particular. Like, I don't know. SMGs just need more bullets, really. Uh, like, more bullets per clip from the get-go. Because we're walking around with a fucking 14, 14 bullet alternator at the start, you may as well fucking you may as well throw handfuls of dirt at people. Like it's not really going to matter if they found a fucking body armor. It's over, son. They could probably punch you to death. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about my favorite dude, Caustic. Yep, he's the best. He is the best. Everyone's going to wake up real soon and work out that he is the worst. But uh, for now, he's the best. Right. Uh, his ultimate ability is not very good. Uh, he throws out a big toxic grenade and it does a big spread of uh, toxic gas damage. Sure. Uh, but his Q, his, uh, his regular ability, uh, is he drops these gas traps and if anyone runs in proximity to them, they pop and spew out the same gas as in his ult. Uh, and yeah. So it he does can- a little bit of damage, right? So it does uh, one DPS per second, but it stacks. Right. So that yeah, two seconds it's doing two seconds, and three seconds it's doing three seconds per second, 
milliseconds, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. Uh, yeah. It's, I, I think it, it's either not enough to kill you or it's only just enough to kill you if you were to stand in the fucking gas for the entire duration of the gas. Right. Um, either way, it, it does, like, it annoys shields, which I think is part of the panic. Um, so it does straight health damage, not shield damage. Yeah. Uh, but you will still have shields if you're in it. Mm-hmm. So the other other things Costa can see through the gas. You can see anyone in his gas. Mm. Um, so uh, there's that chick who throws out smoke. Uh, but if you put gas down, you can still see through the gas. <laughs> Uh, which is which is good, um, but yeah, basically it doesn't do enough damage for it to be an, a legitimate threat. It, the bigger threat is not being able to see shit and definitely being seen by Caustic. Yeah. But for now, until people work out that they just need to push through, wear a couple of hits from Caustic and then like pound the fuck out of him. Right. Uh, until people work that out, because he doesn't have any other abilities. It's not like, if you were to power through with the smoke chick, and then drop the smoke uh, on him, you would have him free. Uh, you would absolutely have him free. You've got way more smoke than he does, uh, way more ability to do, um, like to get through and around and see through that shit. So, yeah, you'd have all the advantage. Or, if you were to power through and drop the shield, uh, you'd be able to stop it from doing long-range damage. You'd have to right. come up close. Um, yeah, like, there's all sorts of things, all sorts of ways you can power through his fucking gas. But it slows but, down your uh, movement, right? And your, it blurs your vision, I think? Maybe it blurs a I bit, think, yeah. Well, I know that why you, I've been on the other end of it majority right. of the time. Well, sure. It's from yours. It affects teammates. <laughs> Whatever. Um... Once, once you're out of the gas, it doesn't work anymore. Um, it's amazing. People, like, panic their fucking balls off mm. when they're in that smoke. Like, they lose their shit. They cannot handle it. They're like, ah! and then you, like, all you have to do is shoot him once. So with Caustic, I'll go shotgun sniper every single time. And I'll, yeah, I'll just put it at some sort of choke point and dare them to come through. Mm. I have literally won games because the people couldn't work out how to get through the gas. And it is just run through. Your options are not run through and have me continue to chip away at you or run through immediately, like immediately push the gas, get through and take me on like without gas or anything. Uh, or yeah, let me chip you down over time until you've got nothing left. So what's the deal with if you shoot them, it doesn't blow up, but it just triggers it, right? Yep. So could you just constantly block a door? Yeah. Yeah, I do it all the time. My like, favorite fucking yeah. move is to, to drop it in a doorway and then, like, I don't even need to pop it. I just need to have it there so that people can't, like, come in. Because it's actually, it's a physical object. You have to jump over it. It takes you time to jump over it as well. Uh, if oh, The other thing you can do is if you see it far enough out, you can shoot it and just let it dissipate. It only replenishes every 15 seconds. So, hmm. yeah, it's not like the... Like, it'll come back without you doing anything. Like, you can wear them out. You can outpace them. At best, he's got 90 seconds worth of gas. Um, so if you can wait a minute and a half, you're okay. Like, right. 
you won't even have to push it. But yeah, I literally, I literally have won games by putting it at a choke point and then daring them to come through. Yesterday, I had a game where they just died to the zone instead of trying to die to my gas traps. It was <laughs> spectacular. Yeah. But I did, I did have that gold sniper rifle thing. Yeah, it works so through I, that. <laughs> it works through that. So I was able to see them in the red through the gas, and I was popping them with that as well. So they, it was clearly quite hairy. Um, I think they might have been trying to go all the way around the other side, and they would have had to run out of there. The gas uh, out into the circle and, and cop some damage from that. Uh, that might have been their, their plan. I don't know, but I definitely locked down basically their only avenue of attack. It was beautiful. Uh, yeah, he is amazing, uh, but once you work out that, yeah, you can just push him. Hmm. It's not not that hard to deal with. Haven't there's that one other dude that I haven't used yet? The decoy guy, Mirage. Mirage. Uh, I am six hundred points, six hundred coins or whatever. The fuck away from unlocking him. Right, yeah, because the um the game it's free to play, uh, so it uses yep. uh, in-game currency which you can uh, obtain by playing the game, yeah. And uh, depending on I guess your ranking, um, I think that's how it works. You get you get coins, and then you can use those coins to to unlock other characters. It starts off with most of them unlocked. There's two of them at the moment that aren't, um, and you have to unlock them. So I'm guessing the way that that that'll work is I'll um. Like they'll release a bunch of characters over time, and you have to use those coins to either unlock them or pay real, real world money. But it's not. I mean, I think they do a pretty good job of sort of telling you how much time sort of you need to play and 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 that sort of thing. Like a lot of the stats they're showing in the game for cosmetic, the way cosmetics work and whatnot, um, percentages on chances to get legendaries and rares and pretty open about that um yeah they're they're very upfront with all of that yeah so that's that's good but it doesn't it's like it's not a huge grind um i'm feeling like the stuff i've got at the moment uh, it's, it seems to be quite similar to the way that uh maybe like a rainbow does it like it's it's still definitely you can pay for that stuff but you can definitely just play the game and yeah caustic is one of the ones you have to pay for i got him because i have origin access premiere or whatever the fuck yep um, so I got a thousand free coins. So I spent 750 of them on him. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's, that's how you can get one of them. The other one's like 600 of these, no, 1200 points. Um, let's say you earn about a hundred an hour. So yeah, you are sort of looking at 12 hours, I guess. Per character. Right. Yeah. Per character, I don't think that's unreasonable. To be yeah. honest. for a free game, yeah. Um, and they've got other things in there, like all the cosmetic items are really well done. There are like finisher moves for characters. Like if you down somebody, you can go and do it like a finisher move, which earns you extra bonus experience. Um, and if you've got gold armor, all of your armor points back. Yeah, right. It's a it's a perk. Um, yeah. And every time you level up in the your profile, you get a. a a loot box and then that's got um either cosmetic items in it so everything is cosmetic except for the part where you're unlocking characters so it's yeah um what else is there there's yeah there's like just a lot of cosmetic stuff for the characters um tracking emblems like how many kills somebody got or how many like times they've used their healing ability on their teammates like you can track all that sort of stuff 
and, yeah. and and that is something that sort of the aesthetic is played out throughout the game like the game world there've, there's it's like this big competition and so you see giant lcd screens or banners or around the world banners, yeah and it's got like hey this is the team that's winning at the moment they've got the most kills um here's the person who's the the champion in the game they've got the most kills you get an extra 500 xp if you end up downing that person um yep. really smart like gameplay wise things like you can run around and be like oh hey i'm on the banner on the screen um and like the voiceover kind of tells you when that stuff is happening. Like the the winning, like the champion's being killed, or, or like we have a new champion, like six kills, yeah. whatever. Um, really smart. New kill leader, first kill, all that kind of stuff. It's also all in game as well. It's not like some uh, something pops up, voice in your head or something. Yeah. It's like Megaphone. it comes from these speakers in the game, yeah, which have like scared the fuck out of me so many times because they do like a sort of mic turning on noise every time they do it it'll be like and I'm like fuck and we just speak we have a new kill leader I'm like fuck shut up oh fuck oh you did it you got me again you son of a bitch and if you're Uh, between like different megaphones you'll hear it sort of echoing between two different ones that are coming throughout the world Um, that stuff's really cool the um yeah just talking about like (laughs) the smart things it does with that just the the UI system we've talked about the ping stuff um, you've got HUD icons on the side of the screen that shows you your teammates and like yep. how much health they've got, how much armor they've got. The only thing it doesn't really add in there is their um their helmet level and sort yeah. of what like they're running in terms of a backpack and whatnot. That could yep. be maybe a little bit helpful. Um, it shows if you're, I believe it's proximity based. If you're close enough, it shows bursts when they're shooting yeah which is the fucking crazy smartest shit i've ever seen it yeah. is so muzzle fucking flashes. good so you don't need to be all like who's shooting because you can see the muzzle flash on their fucking on their nameplate it is brilliant or even who's getting shot at like if somebody's getting shot at it'll show you but also you'll get a voiceover from the person saying like i'm being yeah. i'm being shot at so that's it's so much passive information yeah yeah because I don't know, awesome. we used to do that in PUBG. Like, who's shooting? Who's shooting? <laughs> yeah. Now you don't yeah. have to say that. You can just literally look at the screen and be like, oh, okay, yeah, that person's yeah. shooting. Um, yeah, that that stuff is really smart. Um, the the way you can swap weapon attachments is really quick. Uh, I know PUBG's recently done this, but in in uh, in Apex Legends, you can just swap your weapons and any attachments you've got on that gun automatically yeah. transfer straight away. Um, there's no like throwing at items on the ground or moving yeah. them around in your event, your inventory to to you know this micromanagement system of making space. It's super elegant, really quick. It was one of the things I was doing a lot of when I first started playing was attempting. I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll just get this H cog or whatever the fuck, and I'll just put it on this gun. Yeah. How do I do that? And I'd be like switching guns, switching guns, and like picking it up, and it'd be taking the scope off my other gun and mm. putting it on there and I'm like no 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 none of this and until I worked out that some guns can't have a HCOG or whatever the fuck like yeah. you just I didn't put it together yet you know and uh, I was so used to like that manual sort of switcheroony shit and I was getting sort of pissed off until now it's like yeah if the stuff I've got can be used I will keep it on the gun the next gun I pick up and if it can't be then and if like if because I, I prefer the heavy 
uh, heavy ammo weapons. Sure. Uh, largely. Um, so I will generally, if I see like a purple um, heavy magazine, right? heavy ammo rat magazine, I'll pick it up even if I don't have one yet, even if I don't have the gun yet, so that when I do get it, I'll be able to put it in. Hmm. It will automatically take it out of my inventory and put it into the fucking gun. Like, it just automatically works out that that's what I'm trying to do. Right. It's spectacular. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. super smart the way it does. Yeah. Um, like, a lot of that stuff, you no longer just... I guess the thing I would like on there, maybe a bit more, is... Um, like kind of understanding damage numbers and I think um, Blackout was doing the same thing like you didn't really know how much like is this a good damage like SMG or is it like a fast rate of fire you kind of just at the point where you're learning um, I've seen people doing the training facility on on the game and getting like damage numbers off of the dummies to see like how much how much damage is sort of coming off of the dam- like the dummies and like what's yeah. the best like sort of sniper rifles and, and then they like marking out graphs in terms of rate of fire and whatnot. It'd be good if the game had a bit more information, that sort of stuff, because yeah. right right now it's sort of trial and error and learning just by playing like what's a good gun and then it'll get yeah. to the point where they'll they'll start nerfing weapons and whatnot and then like all right You've just got a no patch note. Find a new gun. Yeah, yeah, and like things like that. So I wish there was some sort of damage numbers or, or um, like a rate of fire or stuff like that on there. It'd be good. That would be to good. sort of see that sort of stuff. But I think for the most part, the UI is pretty good. I, I'm not a fan of the the looting system at the moment. It sort of opens up a window on the left hand side of the screen, and I feel like that's quite big. It does tier a lot of it, so it'll be color coded in certain stacks, and the good stuff is generally on top when it's in like it's all grouped together oh looting dead bodies yeah yeah, like this is the ammo section this is weapons this is gear this is health like health's generally at the bottom uh, or utility items I uh, the the way I like Call of Duty it's similar to PUBG it's like you've got a scroll bar on the side the way Call of Duty does it in Blackout it's all on the screen like in front of you so you can look at it quickly and be like alright nothing I'm out whereas in this one you're scrolling and you're like yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, there's nothing here. But what they do, which is really smart, is that downed players, when you kill them, they spawn these like giant crates, and the crates will have their name on it, like presented really well, and they're color coded. So if you kill someone and they've got purples on them, or they've got exotic weapons, their like their crate will be yellow or purple, and you're like, all right, I'm, it's worth going for that because yeah. maybe they've got stuff that. You know, is higher tier than me. But if you're if you're running like all purples and they've got like a blue crate and you're yeah. pretty good with heals and whatnot, then you're like, oh, I probably don't need to go get that sort of stuff. So that yeah. that's a smart addition. But I just like to see them tidy up the looting part a bit more. Yeah. Like maybe I want to see it all in one screen or something. I don't know. Yeah, but I agree. Yeah, yeah um, because I guess what they're trying to do is have that front sort of you know area be visible so you can see if people are coming to you. Uh, like coming towards you or whatever but maybe that's like the risk reward is like you're, if you're looting someone maybe you shouldn't be able to see like what's in front of you <laughs> who knows um, so that'd be something I'd like to see them tidy up a bit but what else is there man there's like uh, on the map there are hot zones uh, so you start off on the map this carry we talked about so, there'll be like randomly generated areas where it's like a high tier area and if you go there you're guaranteed high high valuable loot um, but everybody can see that. So that's like, do we drop there or do we, it's kind of like a moving school in, in PUBG. 
all the moving um uh was it a state what, what's like the hot zone in in blackout probably a state right uh, yeah, state, yeah yeah like yeah. that like where's the place that everybody drops or tilted. like tilted towers in Fortnite. Yeah. like this is kind of like all right the moving area like it's always somewhere different smart yeah. really smart idea um and then they've got this carrier this giant like loop carrier that flies around the map i think it's in Fortnite, like a um i think it's in Fortnite, maybe I know um, it's not something in PUBG, but or, or Blackout, but yeah. I felt like they had like a bus or something that that drove around, apart from know. about a bus. Anyway, maybe they don't. But it's like this moving high high tiered loot area that lands somewhere on the map. But if yeah. you're near it when you sort of first fly into the map, you can actually land on it while it's flying around and while it's moving. Yeah, yeah. That, that stuff is pretty crazy. We uh when we were wrapping up last night, I was uh, I was playing with Racy and Squirrel, hmm. and I and uh, we're like, okay, we'll do one hot drop to wrap this shit up. Yeah, and uh, we landed on it alone. Literally nobody else. I've never seen it, <laughs> nobody land on this fucking thing. Right, and we were we were there alone, and we we're like, I landed on like the fucking peacemaker, my favorite shotgun, and I landed on a blue shield. I'm like, I'm fucking ready. Let's go. Nobody. I'm like. Oh, for the love of Christ. Yeah, that was a good one. We uh, we ended that game uh, third, I believe. Um, we were we had this fucking house locked down, uh, or so I thought. <laughs> uh, yeah, Squirrel was covering the roof. Uh, I, I went back and watched my video, and I distinctly, I distinctly say, okay, I'm watching the east. And about a minute later... Squirrel's like, okay, I'm watching the east, and I must not have heard him, or I must have figured he said the west, that he was watching the west, or some other fucking useful area, as opposed to the direction that I was watching. Mm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, we were both watching the same direction. And uh, they were all racing, and Squirrel were both, like, clomping about and shit, and then um, uh, I'm like, no, no, shut up, shut up, shut up! And that was the moment, like, uh, yeah, I could hear the footsteps uh, of another team <laughs> who ran in and, uh, Swat. yeah. Spotted the doors open. They didn't even need to. They just walked in. Racy wasn't facing the door that they walked into, which he shouldn't have been because it was outside of the circle. Like, I don't blame that one. They came in through the roof where Squirrel was watching the wrong fucking direction. Uh, so, yeah. We uh we got fucked. Actually, I took down two of them, uh, but I couldn't get the third on my own. Uh, I guess um, it was fucking close though. If I'd been Toxic Boy, I wasn't Caustic. I was Bloodhound. <laughs> if I'd been Caustic, it would have been over. It would have been fucking over. Yeah. Um, had my shoddy, had gold armor, gold helmet. Should have been too easy, but no. Right. Got it. Um, no vehicles in the game. No vehicles. They have. Uh, like in most Ooh. most of these games, you kind of you know the circle restricts in different phases, and you want to stay in the circle. And generally, if you're inside a maybe you're at a poor area, like really far away from the circle of, of like where you need to be, the next zone. Um, if you're far away, then you get a vehicle and you you get over there. Um, no vehicles though. They've got these like redeployable stations with the like uh, ropes that go up in the air. These grapple, yeah, these like, yeah, grapple, no, not grapple, zip lines up to these balloons. And once you get to the balloon, it like allows you to redeploy the way, like, you jetpack around. Yeah. Like, you 
do when you're dropping? It's not super far, but it allows you to get far enough that you can get some momentum going and then it allows you to, all right, do I find the next one? If you're pretty far yeah. away, then it's you can start like flying to the next balloon thing and you can start chaining them. That's a such smart idea as well. It's, it's a really, really good idea. I mean, especially because they are areas of conflict. They're places for people to specifically look at and uh, bear in on. Hmm. So uh, people will actually look for them uh, and try to use them. So it's very likely we we ran into it. I think you were in that game, uh, but we were chaining yeah, with our own drops and uh, we got to the next one and another team was running for it at the second the time. Yeah. And there was, there was a fucking firefight. We won it, obviously. But uh, yeah, like it's, it's just, it's cool. Like there's so many little tiny areas of conflicts that don't necessarily... Uh, like wouldn't necessarily be uh, reasons for conflict yeah. in other games. Um, there, was, there was something else. Oh, there was that too that we were playing with the rando. So you and I were duoed. Uh, we played with the rando, and he was using it. He was going up the balloon and then scooting out. And he had his like was it a sniper rifle, and while he was in the air, he was like picking them off, and then he'd scoot back down onto the roof with you. I think, yeah, like that was fucking amazing. That was genius. That was some, that was some real wild shit. Uh, yeah, and he was telling me to come and do it. And I'm like, no, like you're yeah. nuts. I'm gonna stay yeah, down here. That way, crazy. when you get shot, <laughs> I can like I'll defend down this area. You do that flying thing up on the roof thing. I have a good one where I uh, I rank tanked us from me and Raisty and Squirrel from seventh to second, like literally just sat there in a corner and got mildly circle blessed the entire time mm. uh, as caustic, like just keeping mines down, so like gas down so that they couldn't get up to me, and then yeah, just rank tanked us all the way to second. Uh, what happened was uh, we were coming down this hill and we got fucking sandwiched by two teams and they got fucking ripped to shreds and uh, I just fucking, like, I turned to go get them and then I saw both teams were pushing. They were sort of having a bit of a fight, but they were also shooting at me. So I'm like, no, nah, fuck it. I turned around and I just fucking ran off the side, ran up to the balloon and then scooted the fuck away. And they were, like, it was like there was a truce between the two teams because six people were suddenly fucking shooting at me while I'm going with this fucking zipline. None of them hit me. Uh, so I managed to scoot away and hide and heal and then fucking just inch my way into the fucking zone and then rest is history. Second place. Wasn't ever coming first. Yeah. Oh my God. They There was still three of them and they had me so fucking free. Uh, yeah, my hiding spot had one exit and they knew exactly where I was. Right. <laughs> but they didn't have any grenades, so... Mm. we had some uh some good ones yesterday there was that one where there was three teams left and it was me and you with some random dude he was already dead and uh it was like south of i think it's skull town um mm. where there's a bunch of like uh square rectangle shaped rocks and some zip lines that go up to like a floating platform in the sky and we yep. sort of split up a little bit and you were coming down um uh there's like a giant skeleton or something around there like a giant dinosaur skeleton oh and the movement's really quick you can um you can slide down on the ground and it makes you move really quickly way faster yeah Yeah. like um slide down hills and so you've you've like pushed in from there and the guys up top of this floating platform are shooting people below them that are hiding behind these rocks so they haven't really noticed us yet and so we start flanking 
and um, I'm sort of on their right hand side and you're sort of on like their south left hand side and you end up like taking one of them down up on this platform yeah. with I don't know a sniper rifle or something yeah it was the gold one the yeah Kraber. Yeah. and then I'm just like just fucking push them just push them let's go and so we push these guys <laughs> we get on the zip line and both of them there's like three zip lines up up to this platform and uh, and we push them they are they end up reviving their other guy in that time but all of a sudden we've like we just breached this thing because <laughs> we know we're in a better position than they are yeah. Um, and we end up killing, I think you killed both of the guys up on that platform. Yeah. I went down, um, to one of them and, uh, but we won that fight and now all of a sudden we've got the high ground yeah. and it's us versus the, the dudes that they were shooting at, but they had the circle. And so we needed to get into that circle and <laughs> kill them. And I was struggling quite a bit because I didn't have, sni- I didn't have a sniper scope or anything on me. I kind yeah. of just had an assault rifle and every time I had a lot of health, so I just kind of peek out every once in a while and just take some hits like just to see where they are like get- they definitely had scopes they 100% had six spies so yeah they were able to like every time you poked your head out they were taking fucking real good shots yeah uh, yeah but I was basically just wasting their time like that was what I was trying to do is because I had enough health I could just reheal all the time and I was just making sure that they wouldn't move from that spot yeah. and uh and then so I we waited until the circle started closing in on them uh, it was like the second last circle, maybe, or maybe I think it was like the second last. And then, um, just as it got to us, I threw out my ultimate, and I was uh, Gibraltar, and he's got this sort of like artillery strike that comes down, and he throws a grenade in an area, and then it just gets bombarded. And so then I throw that down. Is that the one where the missiles stick out of the ground? No, that's the that's the lady. Um, oh, that's the smoke chick. I don't remember her name. Neither do I. Yeah, but they drop into the ground and then they explode after a certain amount of time. Whereas yeah. this one just artillery strikes the ground really quickly. Yeah. And uh, so I drop that on them and then they start getting hit and it's like, let's go. Let's just push them while this is happening. And there's yeah. no fall damage in the game. So you you jump off, I jump off and we just start yeah. flanking them while the missile like are dropping on them. They're still getting fucking bombarded. Yeah. And, and that, that like, is that the one, like does Gibraltar's like flash you a little bit or is that her, the chick's? I'm not sure. What, like, I'm not really sure the differences between the two. It doesn't really explain yeah. it that great. I just know that I'm one of them either. drops and takes a while for it to, to actually blow up. And yep. the other one just starts hitting areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, it, it blows your vision and shit. And you're like, shit's, shit's hard to, to deal with. Yeah. So, yeah, we pushed them. I had a shoddy and, and the sniper rifle. So, we just fucking... You went, uh, did you, you went like hard to the right, right? And like, we just fucking pinched it. Yeah, so I went around the back and then you were in yeah. front of them. Um, and yeah. that was stuck because he was like trying to hide behind a rock while he, while I was shooting at him anyway. Like, he, I don't yeah. think he knew I was there. Yep. And then the yeah, other time was, was last night we were playing <laughs> with um, Anakin. <laughs> Anakin, Anakin Skycomer. Skycomer. Uh, we as soon as that game started, I think I said to you, oh, this is going to be a good game with like this guy with his name. Such a bad day. Uh, oh, it was good. But he was communicating, yeah. which was good. He was communicating. He, uh, he got the save on us. Like, we were both down at one point, and he managed to finish off the squad wipe and uh, got us both back up. And we were like, good one, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. But we got uh, to the end of that like game, that. and yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but we got to the inside the circle, and then I look around, and the next moment, you're pushing, like, a team outside of the circle i'm like what are you doing what's going on? Why are you out there 
there was uh there was that fucking the drop pod yeah was out there and all i wanted to do was go throw a fucking gas trap on the drop pod because they would have to go through the gas trap and i'd be able to see them while they're doing it and i had my sniper rifle so when i got back to you guys i'd be able to like snipe them and see them at mm. the same time because we had the circle uh but i fell down the little rocks <laughs> right while i was trying to throw the gas trap so uh then i had to take the fight i guess uh yeah i fucked up a little bit um and yes i had to take the fight and so yeah you guys had to come over i got like two downs but uh yeah then uh i got downed and you called in the the fucking arty again you got like four fucking kills uh it was disgusting a squad wipe in there as well yeah squad wipe and and it wasn't the squad no. That was, like, there was were two squads. Squad. <laughs> yeah. Two squads. So you, you were shooting the guys <laughs> at the, um, at the actual, the, uh, the deployable, the supply drop. But yeah. there was another squad that was running up and they were shooting at you as well. And that's why I thought you were fighting. And so yeah. I'm shooting at these guys. And then I'm like, oh, well, I'm just going to sacrifice Jove. And so I tell you, like, I'm going to throw this nuke out. And then the moment I throw it, you go down. Yeah. And then this, like, it just starts getting bombarded and I'm getting hits on my screen. And then it's like one knock, two knock. And then it's like, you've eliminated the two knock guys. And then yeah. I get a third one. And then like, I've just wiped out an entire That squad. was another team as well. Yeah. And so, it was yeah, a different team. Was but, teams, yeah. but I didn't know that at that stage. <laughs> and then, so I run over while I'm getting all these knocks and I'm like, oh, well, I'll just revive you. Yeah. But only to be start getting shot by the guys at the supply drop. And then I fucking oh, panic because the moment they start shooting me, our teammate jumps in front of me and yep. I'm getting shot. I'm like, oh, fuck. And so I'm trying to shoot him until I realize, <laughs> oh, that's my teammate. Who's yep. shooting at me? Oh, it's these guys. And then I panic and I throw out my arm. Um, he's the guy. He's, he's also got like a shield, which Massive stops fire 15 yep. seconds. Uh, and it was only, I, I just panicked and threw it. And just to stop me getting shot, because I needed to go outside the zone to get back in, um, yep. back into cover. But what I should have done was thrown it on top of you. And then yeah. revived you, but I completely fucked that up. Um, but the problem was that they were outside the zone. Yeah. Well, the zone started coming in and we, me and the other guy were like fucking sinking our brains and we were running sideways while watching them run in. And they were just yeah. pinging them while they were running in. Like yeah. they were screwed completely. It was good. You guys had them so fucking pinned. But he, he, uh, he was Wraith and he was playing Wraith. And uh, so he'd put the portal down as well. So um, yeah. that you could like scoot all the way back. And like moments after you scooted back, the fucking portal was outside of the zone anyway. So they, it's not like they could have used it. Right. Uh, a couple of times they've used the ray, uh, the, the portal as bait. You drop a portal and then you run back through it and turn around with a shotgun. And they come like chasing you down straight into your fucking shotgun. Surprise, motherfuckers. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that was a good one. That was, yeah, that was spectacular. Uh, and Anakin Skycumber was a big fan of that bombardment as well. <laughs> um, I found that, like, people are generally more willing to uh, be friendly, I think, because they've got more general information. Hmm. Right? Like, you still come across some fuckheads, but, like, yeah, it's just... yeah sort of passively very uh like yeah friendly like i know and that was my surprise cool. with blackout as well when i started playing yeah. with randoms i just 
don't know, you read about things on the internet, how people are dickheads in some of these games, and it turns out most of them are right. Well, like, <laughs> yeah, I think, like, it's very easy to sort of generalize. But on the other hand, like, uh, I imagine the ping system is going to make it easier for chicks who play games to have a more reasonable time hmm. with random people, like, because they won't need to talk. Don't need to talk. And I've, I've seen so many videos lately of, like, dudes being fuckheads just because just a woman has a woman's voice. And it is some bullshit, eh? Hmm. Like, oh, man. The amount of fuckheads out there who are just fuckheads for no reason. These, like, the amount of times... Because you can only hear voice on from people on the same team as you. Hmm. The amount of times, right? Like, the, the very common fucking, like defense is oh we're, we're just trying to you know throw her off so we can win but if they're on the same team as you what are you doing it for there you fuckhead like you've just been doing it to be a dickhead and right yeah that's some shit that's some bullshit um yeah hmm. that's fucked yeah anyway so, um, so mostly positive experiences i've been having a lot of uh, crashes i think you've had yeah, i've had I, like a, a I lot think I've, had, I think I've had two yeah i've had a couple of big ones really like really bad timing as well like always when i feel like we're well well geared and about to win and then you'll crash and i'll be like well this one's over yeah i've, I've like i've seen yours crash a couple of times i saw yeah. some of the other guys in our crew crash but mine's been doing it maybe ever like oh we were playing yesterday for a while and then all of a sudden like three out of like seven games i was crashing like that like yeah. it just started happening um, there's been connection issues. My crash in particular, I know it is a problem. There's a big thread on the support page, um, yep. with people having all sorts of issues. It seems to be like 80% of them are having 20 series cards. So it could be something to do with that. Right. Um, so hopefully they can fix that pretty soon. In, in yep. saying that, um, there's no reconnect get in the game at the moment. So yeah. if you drop your, that's it, you're out. Um, that was a problem that PUBG was running into. They ended up putting that reconnect feature in the game because, you know, you're playing 35 minutes worth of Battle Royale game and then you drop and it's like, well, it's just wasted all that time um, yeah. and disadvantaged my team. So hopefully they can sort out those problems. But otherwise, apart from the odd, like, the servers aren't working all of a sudden for whatever reason and it being, like, weird timing as well, like, not during peak hour, yeah. um, like eight o'clock at night in australia which is very early in the u.s or you know super early in the u.s and pretty much not early at all in, in uh or, or late afternoon or something in europe like not a peak time for us um servers not working that way or just like random things where it won't connect to to the servers every once in a while um, but otherwise it's been a pretty smooth launch um otherwise yeah. other than like the the crashes that people are having but Except for, yeah, a couple of crashes. Yeah, it's been a surprisingly good surprise launch for something that is as popular as it is. Yeah. Um, which is good. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's amazing. If you haven't played it, I highly recommend it. Like, you should get in right now. Uh, immediately. Because it's fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. What are, it's free. What so. are your feelings on them adding duos and solos? Not fast. I don't mind playing triples. Yeah, I think it's fine the way it is, personally. Yep. Maybe I solos, but does it need duos? Uh, no, I don't think so. I'd be, I'd be like, I'd rather see quads or 
six play like six player teams before I saw six Kudos, player to be teams. I reckon be interesting. <laughs> I reckon be interesting. But like three is a weird number for a team comp. I think uh, it's, well, it's smaller. It's smaller um, player base, right? It's sixty instead of a hundred. Yeah. No, I get it, but it's still weird. Uh, like you're still running into. It's mostly for team composition. We've got more than fucking three people who want to play games together. Some person has to ditch out and play on their own or something. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. All right. That was a lot. We talked about Apex a lot, but yeah. Um, surprise yes. game that obviously we haven't previewed because <laughs> it's yeah. only just come out. So there's yep. a lot there. And, and again, it's good. Hopefully it does well for them. I think it'll do pretty well. I have a feeling. I think I think it's already doing very well, so uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to continue smash. Um, yeah, I, I like it's got everything going for it. It's so easy to get into a game. There's no like bullshit or anything like that. Yeah, I think yeah. I think Blackout's the one that's in trouble the most. It's the most yeah. similar style of gameplay. It's I don't yeah. think like in terms of the running speed, it's not as quick. It's slightly a little bit slower, but it makes up for it in traversal um, yeah. and the sliding and whatnot. Yeah. Um, the gunplay is extremely similar to that same sort of gunplay um, like the looting system is very similar like it's not like PUBG it's not like yeah. Fortnite so I think Blackout's the one that's sort of in trouble here that's going to eat the most of it I definitely think that you're going to have parts of that community from PUBG and Fortnite that are going to be taken away but the most part of it is going to be Blackout I think because they're, they're that much similar yeah. All right. Moving on. Um, what else we got? I might just talk about Kingdom Hearts 3 quickly. Do it. Because, uh, like I spoke about last week, I've played a little bit more of it. The only thing I really want to say about it, um, and this is the game where you play as a, a character named Sora, teams up with a bunch of Disney characters, Disney and Pixar characters, and you visit their worlds and whatnot. And um, there's, there's a weird story going on, which it does a really bad job of sort of explaining what is going on. Um, so I played about another 10 hours of this and my partner was watching me play this the other night and she started going through like the IMDB, IMDB list of like the characters in the game and yeah. um, was like asking me questions about if I've run into certain, like trying to drop me hints about if I'd run into certain characters. I was getting a bit annoyed because I think the right. whole, I talked about this last week, but I think the whole like the the... the magical like yeah. the whimsy of the game is is interacting with all these characters and and discovering them and hanging out with them and whatnot um and she said at one at one place uh like she said something which didn't give away like the name of the disney property it was but it was in my own words i replied to her and said well you should have just asked me if you've spent any time under the sea yet and i <laughs> like that sort of thing like yeah. i'm like what are you doing <laughs> Stop doing it's this to me. Spoilers, Luke. Now I know. Yeah. Um, I know you can visit SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. <laughs> so I was... Um, yeah. So like, I'm getting upset. Like, I'm not angry. I'm just like messing around with her, but being like, oh, what are you doing? Like the whole thing of it. And so the the there's an aspect of the game where it, I talked about it. You've got this um, like spaceship mini game where you fly around and that's like your world map where you go to these places. And the yeah. world map is um like planets and but the planets look like these disney properties so you can get a you can look at them and be like ah i think i know where i'm going next that type of thing or 
or I, I know where I'm going three levels from now because they're all sort of um, based off of your character's ranking at a time. Like, this is a level 27 planet and you probably want to be 27 when you get there. So there's definitely yep. a path that you need to go. And I think that is a misstep. I think it should have been hidden from you. Um, maybe, like, you don't know what that planet is until you get to go there and, you know, you're high yep. enough level and whatnot. I wish that it was hidden. Some sort of and, fog of war or something. Yeah, and you couldn't see where you're going. Like, I want there to be a surprise when I get there and it pops up and all of a sudden I'm hanging out with these, uh, you know, like the first level is Hercules, his planet. Very like, um, I know people are not going to get excited about Hercules, but it goes some places in, the, in this in this game. But that sort of moment, where like, holy shit, I'm hanging out with these people now. Um, wish it did that as opposed to me looking at the planet and being like, oh, okay, I'm going here. Because there was a moment when I was playing last night and it was part of the story point where I went back to an area that I'd already been to um, and I was interacting with a bunch of characters and then it was like, the next part of the story took me off to a place where it just it just took me there, and then all the, like that was a genuine surprise to me because I'm, I'm like now I'm hanging out with these people and I'm doing all these things, but I didn't know that was coming until all of a sudden they're on the screen and I'm at yeah. this place and that that is where it's really cool as opposed to me showing up to a place and expecting to know where it's going because I can tell from the the look and the design of the planet that I'm I'm flying over to, so yeah. Um, that would be one of the aspects that I would change. I don't know if it changes it later on, um, right. but at the at the seven or eight places that I've been to at the moment, it's definitely a recurring theme of you can tell what's happening next for most of the time, which sucks. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I'm still digging it, having a lot of fun um, playing that game, and I think it looks awesome. It's very pretty. Cool. Um, what else can we go about, about here? Do you want to talk about... Subnautica Below Zero, let's go, yeah. real quick. Uh, I played about an hour of it so far, um, and it's quite a different start compared to the original Subnautica. Um, you're a different character. There's, yeah, it's it's definitely establishing that you're on a different world. Things are a bit different, but largely, like, if you know Subnautica, you have a decent idea of the basics of what you need to do. I'm probably not going to continue playing it right now because mm. uh, I felt like it's a bit early, ac- too early access. Yeah. Uh, and so I feel like all I'm doing right now is spoiling shit for myself um, for when I want to play it and it's a bit more finished. There's a lot of placeholder shit, yep. um, like fish text, like descri- descriptions of fish. Uh, it's placeholder and some of the um, breadcrumbing is not as good as it could be. Like, I got lost for a little while and I made a bunch of these fucking oxygen tubes and that wasn't fantastic. Right. That wasn't ideal. Um, so you're yeah, still so underwater? Uh, yeah, you're still largely underwater. I haven't been out of the water yet. Like, you start out of the water, but that's about it. Hmm. Um, you're in the water pretty quick. Um, yeah, it's just, if like, it feels like more Subnautica, which is awesome. Um, there's definitely some new scary things uh some new freak outs I, right. I had a pretty good one but um yeah like it's good does it's it good so Subnautica was like this survival game where you had to go out yeah. and and um gather materials and whatnot does it feel like they've changed that much at all or is it pretty standard like you get 10 of these things and that builds you this thing and then that sort of yep. escalates right it's the same in that uh that like sort of instance um still trying to work out 
How did you save oxygen after you got past a certain depth? <laughs> so I can't remember for the fucking life of me. Uh, you would get bigger, like, oxygen tanks. Yeah, um, you, you would get, like, uh, uh, refillable tanks that you could fill while you were down there. You'd get vehicles that you could go in and resupply by going yeah. back into them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That sort of stuff. I don't stuff. have any of that shit yet, but I need to go down to 200 meters and... I have no idea. Anyway, I'm probably not going to continue anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I'll have to start over. Um, it's good. It's good fun. Like, it is, it's just more Subnautica, but I love Subnautica, so... Yeah, uh, if, if you're about it, I'd check it out, but I would wait regardless. It is early access. And yeah, there's shitloads of placeholder stuff. Um, yeah, that's about it. All right, what else we got? Um, I closed my sheets because I was bringing up something else. Um, let's do Anthem. Do you want to do Anthem or Division? Let's, let's do Anthem first. Okay. Uh, because all I've got to talk about is the end game stuff. So um, Anthem had another demo over the weekend. I believe it was different to the VIP demo. Oh, was it? Uh, I believe so. Oh, fair enough. I didn't realize this. <laughs> I didn't play it at all. Could you do free play stuff in the VIP demo? Yeah. I don't know, it wasn't it. Right. I don't think it was different. I don't know. Um, it was very different from what I played in Tokyo, uh, still. So it was still an older build compared to what I played in Tokyo. Um, yeah. What I want to talk about was, I, I mentioned it earlier, the really fascinating thing about what Anthem does well is the primer and detonator experience as a function of building teams yeah, like team as a function of yeah of creating proper teamwork where you need to like full-blown pull shit off at the perfect time to nail some stuff uh i did a, like hard strongholds with uh people on the weekend mm-hmm. um it was good how'd it was you go hard. with the swimming um it was it was still <laughs> annoying but you could tell like even then uh i got to so i did the one that you were talking about the big spider one yeah uh big scorpion whatever the fuck um that door that you said didn't open yeah like i did this that stronghold multiple times and it was open every time so fucking quick uh no it was like open opening when we got to it right not like yeah yeah, that was, but that was the end game when when I played it in Tokyo. I couldn't mention, but the exact same fucking thing happened to me. Uh, we had three people at the door, and I had to call someone from Bioware over. I'm like, how the fuck do we open this door, man? I am lost. And so, like, oh, you need all four of you. All right, cool. Uh, fourth person, let's go. Nah, that's not true, though, because I've been there before where it's just been open. You don't need anyone there. I, I know that for a fact, like... Well, they might have changed it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, because, yeah, it was opening real quick uh, on the weekend. I mean, yeah, so there was that. Um, the other one we did, we did a different um, stronghold, one of the other strongholds. Uh, that there were two other, like, there's three strongholds. One of them's, I think, permanently embargoed. We're just not allowed to talk about it. But uh, the other one, because it's spoiler heavy, it's like the end of the game. Mm. Um, the other one. Yeah, we did that as well. It's, I think they need to randomize a lot of the stuff in it, or it's going to get real samey real quick. Sure. Um, they need to randomize like the where those echoes of light are, uh, and they need to randomize the sorts of enemies that 
pop up. Sure. As it is, I have definitely noticed that I can. I already know where a bunch of shit is. Yeah. I know that the the big turrets going to be there. The big uh, elites are going to spawn in at this point, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And yeah. I don't think, like, I think it's good so that you can know how to deal with certain stuff, but uh, it's bad from a replayability perspective, and they need replayability for a loot shooter. What I want to talk about, Primer Detonator, it's so fucking good when you get it working correctly, mm. and I, I just feel like they're not talking about this enough. Like, they're not talking about how great the primer system, the primer detonator system is. Because when you pull off a perfect detonation, you can, like, full-blown save a run. And when you're doing it, like, while you're just generally rolling around, like, it's, it's fucking massive. Like, you just, you feel like a fucking superhero. Like, one of you freezes some shit, the other one bombs it, and everything fucking explodes. That's the power fantasy that you're building towards in a loot shooter in general. That's what, like, the whole thing is about. That's what Destiny doesn't do. That's what fucking The Division doesn't do, I assume. Like, you aren't, like, setting the, this shit up only to dunk it, like, in spectacular fashion. There's none of that fucking perfect assist shit. Hmm. Uh, and if, like, Anthem does it better than any other game I've, I've ever seen, uh, it, it reminds me a lot of... Obviously, the only mobile I ever played was Heroes of Storm. Um, yeah, yeah. But watching pro-level Dota players set up ganks, that's what, it, that's what it reminds me of. This Primer Detonator system reminds me of pro-Dota players setting up the perfect gank. Hmm. Except in Anthem, it's super easy to put together every single fucking time, uh, provided you know what you're doing and you have good communication like obviously you need that you don't Mm -hmm. but uh there's all kinds of other things you need to do to set up that perfect thing in total whereas in anthem it's literally just find an enemy that you want to tee off on and make sure they don't have shields before you prime them prime them get the like either you detonate them yourself or you get your detonator specific person to detonate them and then Bob's your uncle it's fucking over for however many people are around them mm-hmm. and there's like this massive like spread of death basically all around them it's, it boggles my mind that they're not talking about this all the time because it is a huge differentiator and it's the sort of thing that like because I was playing with randoms right like at, at the Tokyo event I was playing with uh like I knew Shannon from Press Start, uh, but I don't really know the others, and it was hard, you know, to sort of like once we got into the end game stuff, it was hard to sort of coordinate that shit until we like I really broke down the basics of the system, and then it would it was literally just me like yelling, "He's primed." And then someone would come in and detonate him. Hmm. And that was like, we were only playing on hard. I had, I would say about a 100% time, times harder, like harder time. Yeah. Fucking said time too many times. (laughs) Um, 
it was 100% more difficult playing on the weekend in the, like, demo with, like, people uh, because nobody had primers, nobody had detonators, we just had whatever random loot. When we were playing the endgame content, we had the fucking... with the Matrix fucking guns scene of shit that we could pick from, right? Like, we were just able to... Whatever the fuck we wanted, mm. we were able to have it. Um, and so we could have a prime... We could have someone with just primers, have someone with just detonators, like one of each or whatever the fuck we were we had the whole fucking lot available to us and so like we went into one of the harder like the harder one so the stronghold that you don't see we went in i was a colossus i was there to tank damage i was like soaking up damage and holding threat then we had one of the dudes priming and the other two dudes were alternating detonating depending on whether or not it was single target so when the enemy colossus show up then the single target detonator would do it and they die instantly or if it was aoe that we needed and the aoe dude uh the fucking storm would mm-hmm. do it and uh it would spread out to everyone and fu- fucking dead Bingo bango. And we were just fucking pounding through this shit. We had literally only played a single other stronghold together. At the end of it, I'm like, guys, we need... Like, we did the Scorpion one. Like, we still had an easier time of that because we had all the options in the world, but also because I was playing Storm and I had Primer on one hand, Detonator on the other, and I was just fucking... I was just doing the shit myself, right? I was just like, fuck it, I'll... I'll do it myself. We'll, we'll get through this. At the end, I explained the Prime Detonate thing. We set up our characters properly. We had a proper team composition. Mm-hmm. And the next one, we're fucking shredding. Uh, I believe it's a harder stronghold, or like more c- complex. But we still fucking pounded through it. Uh, it was it was epic. Mm-hmm. It felt fucking awesome. We were This was a group of randoms. This was a group of dudes like I hadn't really played that many games with before uh, or at all. And we were fucking pounding through it like gods we walked out of there everyone walked out of there and they're like yeah once we understood the primary detonator thing hard is too easy hard is where normal should be but playing it on the weekend with a bunch like without the same options without the same like arsenal of weapons and without people who knew how that stuff works I understand why normal is where it is. I mean, we didn't fail any of the hard games we played, but I understand why, like, hard is rated as hard, because it would be hard if you didn't really know how to play the game. Yeah. And that could be just because the demo puts you in at a it spot where there's no tutorial. It doesn't explain any of this shit to you. Yeah. Like, I, I spent half the fucking time on the weekend saying, yeah, they explain that. This is how it's done. Yeah, they explained that. This is how it's done. Oh, yeah, that, that got explained in the tutorial. This is how it's done. Like, yeah, they just did a terrible job of fucking breadcrumbing you in that situation. Um, yeah. I honestly think the Primer Detonator stuff is... Like, we're going to see it in other games. I think Anthem might be DOA. I, I worry that it will be. I mean, it's coming out. It's such a fucking busy time for it to come out. Is it next uh, week? I think it's 15th, right? Early access? Yeah. It's coming out in the middle of a bunch of shit. Uh, not to mention, 
like uh, I thought this before Apex Legends dropped, but now that Apex Legends is out, like such a cluttered time that I just don't I, I don't think it had a good reception during its demos. Uh, I think it was marred by I think we go back to you know the whole EA can't get out of it in front of its own marketing. They haven't they haven't described what it does really well. Uh, well enough for people to necessarily care. I still see, like, I see a bunch of Destiny streamers talking about how it's identical to Destiny, but it's third person, hmm. which is categorically untrue. Uh, but you can't explain that. To, or I can't explain that to them. They don't give a fuck what I say. They, they're Destiny streamers. Like, if they gave a fuck what I said, they wouldn't be Destiny streamers. So, uh, like, <laughs> yeah, like, you, you're just not going to convince anyone, but we are going to see the Prime Detonator system come back because it is fucking awesome. Hmm. Like, you full-blown just wipe shit out. It is some straight-up gangster anime shit. Like, just... You're way too powerful for a certain situation. And so, instead of just killing things, you overkill fucking everything. Right. Everything is just blasted with ice and then disintegrates and shit. And you're like, fuck yeah. Right. So, the... the Strongholds are the end game content. Yeah, for now, yeah. Right. Cool. I was saying this on Twitter. There is not a single game, uh, like loot chaser game, that has released with its end game intact on launch since before Wrath of the Witch King. Like, there was, there was no fucking raid in Destiny 1 on launch or two or division or any expansion after Wrath of the Lich King. I think Wrath of the Lich King as well. I can't remember exactly when Nax dropped, but I'm pretty sure it was like a week or two after Wrath launch. Like, and Nax was a remake of an old fucking dungeon, uh, old raid. So it's not like it's, I don't know if you count it anyway, but yeah, like you have not seen a raid launch at launch of any game in fucking forever. Hmm. it's just not how they do it so I don't think it's a problem I don't think it's a problem for Anthem that yeah they, they haven't launched uh, they're not launching with the raid but it does need to come within fucking a month if it's not there inside of fuck two weeks it might be too late if they have a really complex interesting raid yeah uh, then I think people will be about it I think you like you level up real quick in the Anthem I could actually like if I if if I'm wrong and Anthem isn't DOA, and I hope I am, yeah, because uh, I do think it's awesome. Um, yeah, like so, I, so I they've got raids, right? Good raid. Well, they've got cataclysms, cataclysms, which are these massive, world-changing end-game event type things. Yeah. Um, and they, but they're not. I don't think they're in the game at launch, and I believe they're deployable without a patch. I think that's the, the brilliant part about them. They've got storms and cataclysms, and I believe cataclysms are giant storms. Uh, but yeah, like shape of storms, not, not the character storms. That's another problem. Like, the, I don't know. I went to Tokyo. I still don't have a really fucking good idea how this shit all works. Like, <laughs> yeah. it flew me to Japan, and I, I'm not 100% on this shit. And I paid a lot of attention. Like, yeah, I don't know. They've goofed a little, I think. Just marketing this game, just selling this game. Like, yeah. yeah I, I can understand why you might walk away from it thinking, oh, it's just 
what it wants. Like, I still don't know what it really is in terms of the story or, like, what's going on. I, I just feel like they've done not a good job. Like, it, oh, the, the, the way they're selling it to everybody seems to be... It's next, it's Bioware's next game. Yeah. And that's, like, kind of all they're really saying is that sort of stuff. And it's like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, but Bioware's last game was a heap of shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do now? It's true. True. But, yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting. Like, I got Premiere. I'll be in it next week. I'll be checking it out for sure. But You're not going to wait for what? us to jump in with you? You're not going to jump in. You fucking hate it. <laughs> I don't hate What's it. The point? I liked it. <laughs> that is a fucking lie. You I said I liked it. Just week bits I don't shitting like. Shitting on it. Just bits I like, don't like, like most of it. Uh, but I liked you know, the graphics. Oh, they were a and, bit slow, actually. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, tell us about The Division. While we're talking about loot shooters. Yeah, The Division. I mean, it's funny you bring up endgame content. Um, we were... Uh, I liked The Division 1 quite a lot. Um, I liked a lot of the shooting. I think it looked extremely pretty. Um, I thought it played really well on PC. Um, we had a really good time playing as like a as a crew, a co-op game, um, yep. even though you weren't around. Um, yep. I can't remember where you were. Maybe doing a preview or review trip. Something, I was on a review something trip. Something like that. Yep. Yeah. Um, so the division is a RPG uh, loot-based first third-person shooter. Um, the original game was set in New York where a a, uh, a virus breaks out during Black Friday and it, uh, it spreads via money. And uh, there's this team that gets put together and it sort of needs to keep things under control. People start looting, um, gangs start forming and whatnot, and New York sort of turns to shit. The problem with The Division was that uh, I really liked the content they had in there, but once you sort of finish that game, and you got to the level cap, which I believe was 30. Yep. There really wasn't a lot to do. They had a an interesting uh, multiplayer zone, which was a, an area that was split up, and you'd go in there, and you'd PvP or PvE P <laughs> versus other enemies or other players, or like real-world players, and you'd go and find high-tier high uh, loot. You would sort of do... Uh, missions in there and whatnot but pretty basic stuff and that was really all they had in the game apart from replaying existing missions on harder difficulties to get more loot yeah um so kind of we played it for maybe a week or two i enjoyed what i played but then it was kind of right now sort of now what do we do it's really not but by the time i got back yeah by the time I'd managed to solo my way from level 1 to 30, because nobody would play with me, uh, you guys were tired of it. We were done. So. But, yeah, I mean, we played a lot of the beta, the, the beta that was happening. Yeah. We spent a lot of time in Dark Zone, like, really good moments in there. Stuff that we hadn't really uh, seen video games sort of pull off before. Like, yep. I guess we were kind of thinking at one stage it was going to be sort of an open world where people would just drop in and drop out. That's not really yeah. what happened. Um, yeah. But it was still fun playing that sort of multiplayer stuff. Anyway, so I yep. think they um, they definitely took a lot of that feedback on board. They released a bunch of content over the next three years. And um, a lot of that was endgame content and rebalancing uh, the main content, like improving the looting and the leveling up and that sort of stuff. And we revisited it 
um, was it like October last year? Actually, I've got the maybe I've got the notes here. Um, okay. It was basically when they announced Division Two. Right. So that must have been earlier than October. Oh yeah, sorry, because I'm thinking the wrong year. Uh, it would have been before E3, so March, somewhere around that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we jump back in. At this stage, they um, they uh, had like a bunch of new endgame content. They, as I said, they'd reworked the leveling system and whatnot, and uh, it felt like a a more fleshed out endgame. The stuff that I really liked, which they put in one of the last patches, was this. Uh, I think it was called Resistance, and basically horde mode where you would get into an area you, you'd get these points and then you'd use those points to unlock doors and it could be um, crates to get more weapons it could be air, like a door to open a new area in this map and it was a really interesting take on horde mode as opposed to all these enemies coming at you, you were opening up different areas to go and explore thought that was really unique and really well done um Apart from that, they had some PvP uh, missions in there, stuff like the Last Stand, some more PvE versus P stuff. So they really paid a lot of attention to endgame content over those three years, and I think they got to a really good place. So for the past um, couple of months now, they've been really pushing preview sessions for The Division to a lot. Uh, I know for Survivor, we've been to, I think this is our fourth preview in the last six months maybe so there's been a lot going on in terms of content and they're trying to make it known that we've listened to the community and there's going to be end game content on launch um and so i'll I'll start from sort of what i know about it we had um a bunch of developers flown out from from one of their studios and they were showing us some um they took us through a slideshow presentation, basically had a list of the patch updates for the last three years on the division and all the major features that they've added in in terms of content. The stuff I talked about just then, like the resistance stuff, uh, the last stand content, incursions, um, and like this features list of like, here's all the stuff we added for Endgame up until 1.8, which was uh, the last patch for that was August last year. And then... They said all of that stuff is going to be in Division 2 from launch. That's good. And then they clicked the next slide and they said, plus here's the other stuff we're adding as well. And it was like another list of things they've got. So they're, they've listened, they've got it there, and they're, re- they're ready to have this thing be endgame ready, um, which I'm excited about because that was the biggest fault, I feel like, with Division 2. Um, so what th- the stuff that I saw was a very small snippet of the endgame content, there's things we still don't know about, which is like eight-man, eight-player raids they haven't shown off yet. Um, uh, Hamish at Survivor went to one of the studios in December to go and play the new Dark Zone content. Yeah, um, I read it after I read your thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that sounds interesting. They've got like a different rogue system in there. Um, seems like they're sort of playing off old-school hit, not Hitman. Kanan Lynch sort of vibes, yeah. um, things like that. Might be, should be pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, man. Like the whole idea yeah. of being able to sort of backstab your squad and like different yeah. tiers of going like wanted. Like we've talked about wanted systems a lot the last couple of weeks 
and how we would sort of approach wanted systems. They're doing something similar, but having like different scales of it. So that could yeah. be cool to kind of see how that plays out. Um, but anyway, so I'll go back to the start. Um, uh, this game, the Division 2, is set in uh, Washington, D.C. It's about seven months after the events of the D- Division. Um, completely different style. New York was very cold, set in the winter, um, like a snow, snowy backdrop. This is in the middle of summer. It's um, in July. It's hot. Different color palette. It's lots of greens and bright colors. Um, the Division 1 was... They had this, like, yellow thing they were going for, like a lot of yellow in the game, yellow trash bags, yellow spray paint, um, yep. yellow canisters around. This one seems like they've shifted to green. Like You've got... Okay. You've got trees and leaves. You've got um, grass like growing out of the sidewalk and up out of cracks and uh, plants like strangling taxis and uh, green sort of spray paint on the on on walls and green um, like sort of puddles and things like that. So they're trying to make it feel like a different area, and I think they've done that quite well. Um, and you're basically playing as uh, this division team again. Um, you start off and you have pretty crappy weapons. And as you progress through the game, it's a loot chasing game. So you get different tiered types of weapons, uh, better gear. Um, you're upgrading skills. You're getting new gadgets. You're upgrading your settlements to to get new missions and whatnot. And it's you know that loot chasing type of vibe that we're used to in, in these types of games. Um, the the stuff that we saw was um, a, is going to be available in a private beta which starts in about four hours from recording this um, so tonight it goes up until the weekend people that pre-ordered the game will get a chance to play it and people that uh, signed up to the um, the beta and were lucky enough to get picked will also get a chance to check it out I assume they're going to do an open beta at some stage I'm not 100% sure if that's happening do you know have you read anything i don't think they are i, I didn't see anything that they were i was pretty sure that this was it but yeah I, that's why they were doing it so that you could invite all your friends so they could get as many people like they were making it so that it was very spread out yeah without being an open beta. maybe we'll see how it goes and then yeah. maybe two weeks before launch hey it's an open beta people can jump in and see because the, the first game was very popular i think it was the highest selling new ip in um in their history so uh, yeah, I think right. it'll do well um, yeah. but yeah so we, we started off this hang game. on hang on yeah is that ice cream there was an ice did you hear the ice cream I can hear it now once we stop talking Fuck is that yeah. yours or me it's that's yours. me yeah. yeah I'll be back right. it is quite hot <laughs> I think that's the first time I've heard him around here what a prick yeah um so anyway we uh we jumped in and we were playing I was playing solo to begin with I was playing our Xbox Xbox One X, and yep. the uh, the mission we were on was a, a theater, and uh, sort of ran through a pretty standard division stuff, like shooting a bunch of dudes, getting loot, um, going through areas and whatnot, completing certain tasks, clearing rooms and whatnot. And then they eventually jumped us into uh, the cop while they were preparing everybody to get ready. So we jumped in, um, restarted that mission, and it's that... Uh, that thing where you talked about like team compositions and you've got like your medic guy and um, I had a turret which I really liked from the first game you throw the turret out and it'd shoot people um, 
you've got like abilities. My guy had a, 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 a like a rolling grenade. You would mark it on the map or like your, your HUD, like you'd look around, you'd hit the bumper to pull it out and then you hit the bumper to like, all right, this is where I want the ball to go. And it'd come up in like a radius on the screen, sort of showing where it would go. And he'd like roll it across the ground and it had like drone out and start fo- like going to that area. And then once it got to its position, it like blows up and s- jumps in the air and explodes. And there's different like um, loadouts to that actual grenade. You can set up sort of how it works and whatnot. And um, there wasn't like a lot of options in terms of the skills you could p- pick because a lot of them were locked for this beta or th- this demo. But you can kind of see the different things you could pick out and like what sort of tree you want to go down so similar to the first game where you could have like your your damage guy or you know your, your tanky person and um and your uh your your medics like you go the medic guy throw out the the green thing that'd heal people um so they're yep. still trying to play that like team having team compositions and setting up for the right sort of uh when some of the harder missions come along um so the stuff we played though was pretty basic it was just normal standard mission stuff nothing too too hard uh we had a lot of you know fun sort of just running around and just shooting dudes and whatnot um the the missions that we were playing as i said nothing really out of the ordinary that we haven't seen elsewhere in the last game um you know uh we got to a point in one of the the, like the, the the climax of this actual mission and it was a uh a bunch of guys coming through uh, elevators and doors and like having to to hold like to defend this area for a little while and and Nate <laughs> Nate ran up and uh, got onto a high ground pl- place and didn't realize the guys was that's where they were sort of spawning in per se <laughs> like walking right. through doors and I'm like what do you like he went down and it was like well I think he's dead because he got up there by like climbing a wall and and whatnot and eventually we all end up going down but we replayed it and i'm like nate don't fucking go stand where they're spawning in he's like oh, i didn't realize uh, so we did that that was a lot of fun and um i want to i'll talk about some of the combat changes they've made um the the first game had a lot of issues with bullet sponginess like you were just shooting people and you're like why is this person not dying like they're running around it's just a regular looking person with a I think I wrote in my preview with like a tank top on or something like that like a t-shirt and you're just laying into these guys and they're just nothing's happening like they're just slowly losing health they've they've taken that feedback they've changed it the game is still bullet spongy but there is a they've toned it down a little bit but there's still like some some reasoning to that now they're the enemies are tiered up into armor um so like the higher level guys that are going to take a lot of damage have armor pieces on them or they'll have weak points where you've got to really target these specific um parts of their body to shred their armor away and so eventually once you shred that armor away that's when you start doing like proper damage like you'll do a couple of headshots and they're dead or or a couple of body shots and they'll die pretty much straight away um so they've the the guys that won't take much damage are running around just in normal regular clothes and as you get to the heart of the like the really ungame stuff there's these tanky looking fucking motherfuckers that are just walking around who look massive and you can you know they're holding like mini guns um and that's when you can start really shredding away their, their pieces of armor and starting to like expose their body. Um, so you really want to focus on things like their helmet 
or their weak points to sort of slow them down a lot. So, yes, it is still bullet spongy. Um, they've toned it down a bit, but there's purpose into doing that. Like, you've got to aim for the weak points. You've got to shred certain points of their body to get to get them low. But once you get rid of that armor, and you can see it tick down, ticking down, then you can start doing some damage. Um, that's, I mean, that's sort of their answer to, to doing that. You like why this is what I don't get, right? This is what I don't get in Destiny. This is what I don't get in fucking the division. This like the the sponge thing, right? I get and get hmm. why you've got sponginess, right? So that there are meaningful incremental changes to stats. Yep. But it seems like in none of these games do you ever reach a point where you're fucking just John Wicking motherfuckers. You're just like rolling in and fucking boom, boom, boom. I'm level 30. I'm in all fucking legendary gear. I should be fucking legendary. But you never feel legendary. That's what that's what loot shooters are... Like, that's what loot chases are supposed to be about. That's the beauty of, like, fucking Diablo, right? Is you get your fucking full wizard fucking cloak and robes and whatever the fuck, and you're like... Yep, cool. You're dead. And all 50 of your ancestors. I brought them back to life, and then I electrocuted them to death again. Just by looking at you. I, like, I'm fucking unlimited powering my way through a fucking, like, area, right? Like, there's fucking, I am the Senate, and it doesn't matter what you have to do. I'm in fucking the best gear in the fucking game, and you can't possibly hope to stop me anymore. Like, I am... Essentially, I'm not a god, but as far as you're concerned, I might as well be, right? That never happens in these loot shooters. That's why I liked Anthem. Like, that's what I liked about in Anthem, was that feeling of actual um, monumental change in power. Like, that fucking huge shift in the ability to wreak havoc havoc on your on your foes and i never see it in destiny i never i didn't see it in division one and it doesn't sound like i'm gonna see it in division two right like but like anthem still has that purpose you've got guys with shields or or just shooting them regularly they still take damage if you once you get into the end game gear right and suddenly you're able to put together your proper that's what i've been talking about the, the proper fucking uh, primer detonator combo. Mm. You are as powerful as any Diablo character. You are stomping and clomping and fucking shit up. If you're in all in game here in a Colossus, right? You and you bring out your fucking shield and you charge motherfuckers. Right. You'll pound through them like nothing else. Right? Like it doesn't fucking matter. The only challenge for Anthem is that everything's sort of scaled to every person's individual level regardless the amount of damage they output yeah so, so that is a relative challenge from that perspective but they get around it using the primary detonator system i don't understand what what like how come you never get to feel like you can just fucking smash shit well maybe you can maybe they just throw cannon fodder at you because diablo does that thing right where it throws out generally like crappy enemies and then every once in a while there's like a a blue or a purple that's in between that's maybe buffing everybody else or or doing that sort of thing um, maybe there are levels where it just throws random like 40 50 dudes at you and they just crap and you just smash them all like can you just smash cunts who aren't wearing a bunch of yeah. armor 
Yeah, you just yeah, yeah just destroy them in like a couple of hits. Like I was yeah, I mean okay. we were playing on console. Don't play a lot of console shooters. Um, like it, the um, the aim assist was you know pretty standard. I was whiffing a lot of shots. I'll put a bunch of this. Co- I'll, I'll try and put a bunch of um, video up on our YouTube page. Um, yeah. I got it like like five hours of video, but um, I'm obviously not going to put five hours up. But I'll I'll put some stuff up there so you can sort of watch what was going on. Um, but yeah, I mean there was definitely points where you could see you just start off and you can easily kill dudes. And then they, their point of it was showing us, right, here's what the early game stuff looks like, where you can sort of just hit a couple of guys, and here's the late game where you're playing, like, really hard uh, endgame content, um, which uh, is, like, replaying certain missions with different factions and whatnot. And then here's yeah. the different factions and kind of how their loadouts work and the tactics that they use and what's going on. Um, right. So I'll talk about that a little bit. One of the modes we played was called Invaded Missions, and it was like a an end game mission where it sort of ramps up the difficulty. And they throw there are factions in the game, and this faction is called the Black Tusks, and they're the dudes that have like all these giant armor on them, and they have these um, robots with them. They look like Johnny Five, um, but they had like dual awesome. dual like mini guns on them, or oh, like evil Johnny Five. Yeah, like Terminator, like. Terminator Judgment Day looking robots that would just destroy you. Um, And they're like an exclusive faction to these specific types of missions. And they, yeah, they were giving us a hard time. Like, and speaking of John Wick looking stuff, like the mission they showed us, I was like, oh, this looks like we're in John Wick. Like these, they had these cubes set up in this hallway and there was like colored lights going off. I'm like, I feel like I'm in a John Wick movie. Um, (laughs) And then we just started getting destroyed by these dudes, and so I, I'm guessing there is going to be some challenge there. Um, but, and you know, again, we were playing with gear that we weren't familiar with. Um, we were playing on a, a you know a console that I think all three of us were generally PC PC people. Um, but yeah, and like just not being used to like the like here's here's end game content thirty hours in, and you're getting it straight away. So. It's hard to say whether or not it's going to be actually really hard, but we were having some a tough time with it. it took us about an hour to finish that that uh, that mission, I think. Um, right. So it, it's quite lengthy stuff. The um the way gear works, if you remember, was I think it was stamina, firearms, and what was the last one? Like health. I've got it written down. Yeah, I think it was health. Um. Yeah. So the three sort of attributes: electronic, stamina firearms electronic stats and that would uh sort of give you damage numbers like hey you're doing this much damage um for this weapon like dps they've completely gotten rid of dps in the game and it's something we talked about last week with dps numbers it's gone there is no this is how much damage you're doing per second um you hate that yeah i know (laughs) but so their, their reasoning is that the um people were looking at it by comparing sniper rifles to shotguns or, or like this thing didn't i literally say this yeah but i like it in terms of comparing assault rifles with the same sort of stuff so yeah they've completely and they were having a t- hard time trying to balance it they were talking about so um i'm too beautiful for this world fucking hell you're crazy i'm, way too, I'm too smart and so what i'm too I'm so many steps ahead what they've it's got ridiculous. this time around is is the gear you pick up sort of affects things like attributes like uh, headshot damage or 
um, affects your skill powers, like um, recharge abilities or the amount of damage that it does. And um, and so that's where it's sort of pulling all those those numbers from this time. And the, um, the, the changes that I really like in there that they've really focused on is sort of giving players more feedback as to how some of these weapons work. And the first thing I noticed was they've got a, like a damage drop-off meter in the game. And I, f- I showed Nate straight away, like, holy shit, have you seen this? Because um, that's one of my complaints about Battlefield is they've gotten rid of that that meter in um, Battlefield 5. It used to be in there in 1. Like, you'd look at a gun and be like, what is the, ulti- the optimal range I should be using this weapon at? Um... What are its high high points in terms of damage numbers? What's its low points? Where does it sort of drop off in terms of range? And um, and just looking at that and getting an idea of where that weapon should be used at. And that is in the game now, and it compares it like between weapons. Like if you've got, do you do that much long range? Do you have that many long range engagements? Yeah, there's sniper rifles, and it compares shotguns and assault rifles, pistols. So like oh, yeah. you can compare. SMGs between each other, and some of them will have different damage drop-offs or whatnot. So that that's a really cool. How, how how do you distinguish between fucking twenty-three meters of damage drop-off and twenty-five meters? What the fuck is the point of that distinction? Like, why would that matter? The only reason damage drop drop drop-off mattered in Battlefield was because it had sweet spots for the sniper rifles. Yeah, like. Outside of that, I don't see the point. Like, well, it's just giving more information to the players to understand how some of these weapons actually affect. While they're the robbing you of it in your DPS meters, aren't people just going to work out DPS meters anyway? Well, if the if the loot is randomly generated, then there there might be calculators and whatnot. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, what else is there? Um trying to think what else they showed us did they like give you a bunch of like really good gear and like you oh yeah go to town? yeah so when you hit level 30 um yeah. you pick a specialist and there are three specialists a demolitionist a um survivor and a sharpshooter and each one has a special signature weapon and um Demolitionist has a grenade launcher, the sharpshooter has a sniper rifle, and the survivor has a uh, crossbow, crossbow with explosive tipped rounds. Right. And um, you obtain special ammo for the gun while you're playing these missions, and that's how you can use those weapons. They're, they're separate to your normal um, primary, secondary weapons in the game. So there's sort of like a, uh, like a, a special weapon that you bring out once you get this this ammo and then it's like all right i can use this now um so that's kind of like where they're going in terms of diversifying that bit of the end game content um they, they showed us a bit of that i was using grenade launchers and just grenading dudes all the time that was a lot of fun i think nate was using the sniper rifle right. i don't know why <laughs> i told him you should use a sniper rifle that'll be fun uh, a console got shooter no got him. got him got him good and i think because he asked what we were all going and I was uh, already yeah. like, I'm picking the grenade dude. Sorry. Yep. So you snaked it. I snaked it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that like they're trying to do that sort of stuff, which is good. But we we basically, during our free time, we just did some running around and um, there were like control points that we needed to take like random events. A bunch of dudes showed up and you had to uh, wipe them all out and control a certain sector. Um, you're still looking for echoes to sort of progress the story or, or like fill in the story of what's going on around the world. These 
like 3D recorded messages that show up. Um, there are there are materials you go out and collect, like the other game, and you upgrade your settlements to um, to to get more high gear and whatnot. So they're taking a lot of elements from the first game and bringing them back and sort of putting a a new twist on them. Um, but yeah, like it feels really good. I had a lot of fun playing it. There, I'm excited to see what else there is in the end game content because, like I said, there is a lot there. Um, yep. Things with the you know the incursions and the, the all the PvP stuff. The dark zone content has been split up into different areas now. It's not just like a block in the middle of the screen. There's different uh, locations you can go to. There are um, eight player raids that they haven't talked about yet. I think it was eight. Are they going to be in at launch? From what I understand, yeah. Like it was on the screen when they showed us. Here's the end game content. Here's what we yep. showed off the other day. PV. Dark Zone. Here's what we're showing today. Here's what we've got left. And it's like, all right, I'm like, I'm curious to see what that is because the incursions, if you remember, and I don't know if you played it, but the incursions were were, were raids, but very basic stuff that yeah. wasn't wasn't that great. And I think they will have that stuff in there still. Um, these like mini mini quick raids, but right. they're going for something bigger. If they're doing like eight player raids, then I'm really keen to see what that involves and how deep it actually goes um, and how hard it's going to be but it do- does seem like they've taken all that feedback and they're, they're really trying to push for um, a big launch so it looks good I'm, I'm keen um, me and Nate had a lot of fun running around clapping at people um, a lot but yeah, I saw the videos I <laughs> gave me the impression that you guys were having fun because you guys are fun you weren't having fun because the game was fun. No, you guys are fun. I mean, we we all we both liked the first division, so we had fun playing more division. I just don't think like that doesn't seem quantifiable. I don't know <laughs> why. Like we have talked a lot about how certain games are fun in co-op because games are more fun in co-op, right? When you play with good people games are easily fun yeah and you know we played more sea of thieves than we probably should originally when there wasn't that much content because we were having fun together i played i played a lot of division by myself when that first came out right okay fair enough i didn't know that yeah i still i played a lot of that game by myself i played most of it (laughs) most of it players almost all of it i asked them about the scaling um Mm. uh about the problem that we had where people would jump in and they'd be too low level. Um, and they said, well, they told me they fixed that. The, the guy I was talking to said that he had the same experience where he would jump on with friends that were different levels he was and they'd have a harder time. And they said they've changed the, the way that scaling works for levels. So right. I don't know what that means, but we'll see. Right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looks um, promising that the, the end game stuff, they've fleshed it out. Like that's where the longevity of the game will be. Uh, I want like I want to see what the new like the horde stuff looks like. I want to see what this new dark zone looks like. Um, yeah, there's a lot. There is a lot there, and if they can um, if they can nail all that, then yeah, man, I'm, I'm gonna have a lot of fun. Gonna be interesting. Well, the beta starts tonight. tonight. Yeah, we can jump on. Where? Yeah, we can jump on. Yeah. Uh, um, if we've finished podcasting by then, I guess. We've got, um, yeah, got a bit of time. Four hours. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Yeah, it should be interesting yeah. at the very least. So there's because, yeah. two missions. I think there's like five side missions. You've got the, um, there's PV. I'm pretty sure there's PVP. There's Dark Zone. Dark right? Zone, yeah. So I haven't played any of that. There's going to be um, the Invaded mission that I played as well. Okay. Um, yeah. Like there wasn't, the, the Invaded mission, again, like I said, nothing really new, just really hard, tough enemies. And I want to see how hard they are on PC. Um, if it, yep. if it makes for a tougher fight. Cause we, we had, um, we had bits where we got a bit close, like people were getting knocked, had to use a lot of yeah. communication to, to make sure we, um, we were in cover and doing the right things. And I still love the cover system in this game. Like the, um, it's very gears of worry where you, you can yeah. hold a behind one piece of cover and run to the next one. I love the way cover and like just combat in general really works yeah. in the game. Um, so hopefully they fixed a lot of that stuff and, and it's not as bullet spongy as the last game. Like I want to sort of play a bit more. It definitely felt like the bits I was playing with the early stuff, they weren't taking a lot of damage. Sorry. Yeah. Th- th- I mean, they were taking a lot of damage. Um, but then the, the end game stuff was definitely like, all right, yeah, they're, these guys are taking a lot of hits to get killed. So we'll see how that sort of plays out. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to more. Cool. That's it. That's it. That's the games we've been playing. Yeah, there's a lot. Fucking hell. Apex sort of screwed up this week. Yeah, in more the ways than one. Um, excellent. Okay, let's uh, talk about some news, shall we? Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, let's bust through this quick because uh, I, I actually have to go do all the work that Apex has been making me not do. Yeah, say. it's so, it's, um, it's very hot. It is hot. Yes. <laughs> Okay, uh, Sea of Thieves crossplay will become optional. This is the worst news I've seen. We were getting really back into Sea of Thieves. And this is the dumbest fucking thing I've seen. Uh, they're making it so that people who are playing with controllers can opt only. Only be match made with other people who are playing with controllers. Yep. Alright, cool. The dead, game's dead. Uh, I think it was, I think it was cool how Rare did a lot of work to revitalize everyone to play Sea of Thieves again. And then they uh, took it out the back and they shot it in the fucking brains. Right. This is so fucking idiotic. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, I understand as a PC player that uh, I am playing with a inherent advantage uh, because it's easier to play on keyboard and mouse than it is on controller. But uh, I know for a fact that Xbox spent a better part of a decade claiming that you gain no inherent advantage by playing on keyboard and mouse versus controller, uh, even though they would never allow people to test that shit out. Um, it's ridiculous to me. It is utterly ridiculous. All it's going to do is make the seas feel empty. Or anytime you feel like the seas are empty, you're just going to blame it on matchmaking. Either the people who only play with other controllers are going to wind up playing alone, or the people who, like, or, yeah, all the Xbox players are going to opt out of playing with PC players. Right. That's going to be the fucking garbage, skinny shit. Yeah. So... Uh, my thoughts on this is that because um, I've been, mean, I think I said this maybe last year, I've been watching a lot of these developer diaries, and I saw this when they announced it. Took him a took him a while for this news story to come out. Um, mm. so they talked about it like a week or two back. But yep. my thoughts are they they're doing this because of the PvP arena that is coming into the game. Maybe today, I, not, or maybe not today. When's that big update? Yeah, is it, it might today? be today. I think it was today because they added. I, I saw a thing. Uh, someone's already worked out how to do the 
double shot already. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's this PvP arena that they're putting in, and they want to separate people that are in console controllers versus PC players. Um, I think it should be made optional only in that mode, that PvP arena mode. And second, secondly, they're adding keyboard and mouse support to console. Yeah. So how about they just leave it how it is, and then if you want a better PvP experience, plug in a keyboard and mouse into your console. Right? Yeah. The option is there. Here are the patch notes. Uh, they are out. Uh, the Mercenary Voyage of the Rum Runner. Uh, new Mercenary Voyage purchasable from the Duke for the low price of five doubloons. Challenges pirates to seek out the stash of a notorious rum runner, collecting rewards valuable to all trading companies. What are they doing, Job? I have. I'm playing Apex. I want to play a Division, and now they put this out. So they don't understand oh, no. how busy. It's very inconsiderate <laughs> of them. Uh, a new mercenary voyage uh, section has been added in the rep. Oh, yeah. Uh, reputation. Yeah, okay. So this is like another um, voyage. So you used to have like merchants and, and, and voyages and the ones with the, the mystic lady yeah, and yeah. Uh, pirate legends. Yep. Uh, what else have I got? Double gun switching. The flintlock, blunderbuss, and I reach have new wielding animations uh, to enforce a delay when equipping and switching between these weapons. More fluid sword play. Missing a cutlass swing no longer slows player movement down. Oh, okay. Uh, weird. That's a bit odd, I think. Eye of Reach hipfire, reduced accuracy when hipfiring the Eye of Reach. Okay. Uh, under pressure, you can still get lucky with the hipfired Eye of Reach shot. So it mustn't be... It was sort of really accurate before, wasn't it? Yeah, you used to just like scroll wheel or press 2 and then yeah. you shoot straight away. They've changed that. Yep. Uh, weapon knockback, uh, eye of reach and flintlock will no longer apply knockback to enemies hit. Oh, okay. Cutlass and blunderbuss still retain that ability. So you can't shoot them uh, off a boat now. Yeah, except with the blunderbuss, I guess. Okay. Uh, reload improvements. Following the change to the eye of reach, now both the flintlock and blunderbuss reload the moment the hammer is pulled. This allows players to sprint sooner when reloading without restarting the animation. That's good. So I used this piss me off a lot game repackaging game has now been repackaged to give a smaller install size uh, yeah okay cool um, so it should be like 16 gigs on PC now and 26 on, on Xbox I believe oh I thought it was the reverse uh, no it's definitely smaller on PC cool uh, new pirate new player onboarding show name plates above other crews oh yeah uh, this is for streamers yeah uh, key binding for toggle HUD so you can turn off the HUD that's pretty cool yep. uh, ocean crawler cannons improve the layout oh, okay made it so that they didn't fuck up the, the line of sights uh, you now hear stationary bounty skulls when they're close by okay cool Kraken has learned to pick on someone her own size oh, no more and will now take it easier on sleeps and brigands good that's how it should have been <laughs> it's pretty funny um the rumors of the pale beast have been circulating heavily with sightings becoming slightly more frequent. Ah, so they're making it easier to find the white shark. Okay. Great white shark. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Nothing of any particular imports. Sounds like some good changes. I, I, I've, I was reading they got to do a big update in March. My, um, that's their one year anniversary. So they, it sounds like they're preparing for that. 
Yeah, because this doesn't include... There's no mention of Arena in here. So no, I think that'll be the March update. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, and they must be... Yeah, they're preparing for a bunch of stuff. Streamlined hulls. They've got strange cutouts near the bow. Uh, so they must be preparing for a bunch of stuff. And a fortress is under construction in the Devil's Roar. In the Devil's Why Hands. would you go there? Your favourite place to be. Your favourite place to be. Um... <laughs> Yeah, okay, cool. Um, still, splitting up uh, that shit. Maybe they'll turn it's around. Dumb. Extremely dumb. They should. Yeah, they released some figures. I saw people were saying that the um, that they felt the same thing. Like it'll it'll dilute the, the PC um, community, and they released a figure saying like thirty three percent of their their player base is on PC, right. or thirty two point five, or something like that. <laughs> right. They think it'll be fine. Um, we'll see. Alright, streamer and high-res employee, Elvine Lol, gets caught in kiddie porn sting. I brought this one up because two or three years ago, I went to the high-res expo, and uh, I hung out with this dude. Uh, Not just like, oh yeah, I met this guy once, and he's caught up in some controversy, and isn't that weird? Uh, No, uh... Like, he drove me and uh, a couple of other Aussies to go get, like, barbecue at his favorite barbecue place in Atlanta. We all crammed into his dining car. Right. Uh, it's very fucking weird. So I, I saw his face. I'm like, holy fuck, is that that dude? Uh, basically, as I said, he got caught in a kitty porn sting. Uh, he knew he was talking to someone who was underage. Uh, he admitted to it. Like, like, as part of this thing, and uh, was talking about how he doesn't like to wear a condom during sex and all this gross shit. Uh, it's bananas. Apparently, uh, he hadn't, like, this was his foray into acting on these feelings, uh, so he hasn't hurt anyone yet. Uh, but yeah, it's fucking gross. It was extremely, uh, uh extremely upsetting to see someone I had actually hung out with screwed up in this shit and I it's not like I you know just thought he was a dude who likes anime um yeah yeah pretty it's fucked up that shit's well fucked up mm-hmm. um I know Chinglish the World of Warcraft streamer uh I think he was the one he was our introduction um cause they were both World of Warcraft streamers for a little while um and obviously Chinglish continued. Uh, I know he was, he's been fairly upset about this. Uh, I can imagine, I can imagine, like, it just, it feels like, yeah, a betrayal. And if nobody got hurt, then, yeah, it doesn't feel terribly selfish to be like, fuck. Ah, how does this impact me? Mm. Um, yeah. Obviously it doesn't impact me, except... Uh, for the fact that I feel icky about that. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway, not cool. Uh, he's going to jump. Next up, Metro. If PC players boycott Metro, then the next Metro will definitely not be on PC. Is something <laughs> that a Metro PC developer, uh, Metro developer said... Uh, about people being upset about the move from Steam to the Epic Game Store. And holy shit. Yeah. Just shut up, man. 
Just, just shut up. Just, just be quiet. Just be quiet. Don't say anything else. <laughs> shut up. Uh, fuck. This, that was like, I can't believe he, that, that's the, that's the angle you That's the response. Take. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! So people, they're upset right, that they've moved from one platform to another. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. Uh, yeah. If, if, if you want people to bail, it's an interesting way to go about it. Maybe it's some, maybe it is, you know, I hate to go back to this well. I know I go to it a lot, but maybe it's some sort of, uh, the producers esque scam mm. where they're, they're deliberately trying to make the worst possible amount of money possible. Like, and that, that way, you know, Uwe Boll style tax credits. Because yeah. it works for Uwe Boll, right? Yeah. Maybe that's what they're going for. Maybe they realized. No, you like this game, and uh, after you were wanking on about what? it for ages, Me? yeah, you said it looked cool. No, I said it was Metro. pretty average. You said it looked cool. Nah, you should go read my preview again. I'm not talking about <laughs> in the preview. I'm talking about on the podcast when you're like, "Oh, it's doing this stuff and this stuff and this stuff," and it sounds pretty cool. No, I, I said it. Um, I think it looks. It's doing a lot of same stuff we've already seen before, and a lot of the interesting things they've done they've taken away from it. Like the, the, the stuff with bullet, C, bullet bean currency and the AI is pretty average. And I got the feeling that you, you, no, you definitely said it could go either way. And I've got the feeling that you were leaning to it going the positive way. I am. I was definitely leaning on it being pretty average from what I've played so far. I think, I, I think it looks pretty and whatnot. Um, but maybe, the, maybe cause you always talk about graphics last. Maybe that's, Maybe that's why I took that pressure away. Do you, do you remember me talking about how like I was in a mission and it bugged out and I was running around for ages and it didn't work properly? Yeah, but like that happens. That's a preview yeah. thing. Come on. I think it's going to be fine from what I've seen so far. Like I was hyped for it, but I think it's I it yeah. t- pulled me down. I was just going to be like, yeah. It's I remember gonna- you saying that it, it definitely tempered your hype, but like still, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, okay. Luke hates um, it. Fine. Moving yeah, on. they were they were throwing this under the bus because there was a lot of complaints about people being like, "I'm just going to pirate the game and whatnot." That's where the whole boycotting thing came from. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. It is a single player game, so I guess that is a danger. Yeah. But uh, ideally, people won't pirate it. It's just out of spite. It's sort of scummy. Um. Okay. Microsoft Game Studios changes its name to Xbox Game Studios, uh, which you know. I think is a massive thumbs up to the concept of Xbox having uh, legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, I, you know, if they hadn't bailed, if they didn't bail two years ago, then they weren't really going to bail and they bought a fucking ton of studios. So it yeah. didn't seem like they were bailing out. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, they also released that adorable fucking adaptive controller ad for Super Bowl. Did you watch that? It was extremely sweet. Uh, I don't really go for saccharine shit that much, but uh, I thought this was adorable. I thought, I, Did you watch it? I, yeah, I watched it, but I've seen that or a similar type of ad before as well. Maybe when yeah, they first I, announced it. When, when light shines through you in certain ways, <laughs> does the room... Does it go green? Is that like... Because you're so jaded or... 
Am I using jaded incorrectly? No, my, my point is that everyone was like, oh, this ad, it's so good. I'm like, but, but like, did no one see the last ad? That one was good too. Where's the last one? Show us the last they released one, Jerk, it when Jerk it Patrol. I'm going to find this ad fucking, and send it to you. Yeah, you better. You fucking better. Ah, I can't wait. It's like uh, nobody knew what this thing was and all of a sudden, like, I, I played with this thing a year ago nearly. Looks like, oh, you're going back to this... This old fucking chestnut, is it? Oh, yeah, okay, here we go. Crack out the fucking kids again. Here we go, fucking blah, blah, blah. I've already seen this control, and nobody cares. If, if people would have been listening to this podcast in June last year, they'd know that we talked about this already and how good it was. We definitely talked about the controller. That doesn't make the fucking ad any less sweet, you fucking No, I think it was good. But they've control. definitely done ads like that before. It's like everyone missed uh. it. It's crazy. Show me the I'm ad. Show it. me the I'm ad. I'm gonna get it. Show me the ad. Um, all right. It might be on the screen if anyone's watching oh, on the, the oh. Facebook. Oh, not Facebook. On the YouTube. On the YouTube. <laughs> if I can find it. Um, and we briefly talked about this earlier. We might have over talked about this. I might have over talked about this already. But EA partially blames weak Battlefield Five sales on prioritizing a campaign over Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, so this is the co-op campaign, I suppose. They they got the got it out of order, combined arms, which is out next week. Maybe, yeah. This week? Next week? They're still One releasing single-player content. Uh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, they should have been focusing on Battle Royale, uh, which is true. But they also blamed uh, weak sales on marketing, right. uh, which is what I was talking about earlier. We won't go back into that. Um yeah, uh, I agree. They should have focused on Battle Royale. <laughs> yep. Everyone should have focused on well, Battle Royale. they should have released it when the oh. game was ready instead of yeah early. Because it released without, um, like, the single player finished. It released with... It was buggy. Imagine, imagine if they'd released it last week with working Battle Royale mm. just before Titanfall. <laughs> Apex Legends. It's not Titanfall. Could, could you imagine? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Respawn would be like, oh, no, come on. Not again. Yeah. Not like this. And, and so this How many times? This ties into something else that came out, and I, I wrote this on Twitter last night. Um, like, maybe people are getting sick of, of uh, tiered game releases as well. Battlefield 3 had three game release dates. There was sure. the, um, I think it was like a VIP premiere release. They had... Another one where you could pay a premium um, on top of that for like an early digital release and then like the normal release. So across, I think it was three weeks, there was three different release dates for this game. Um, I think that becomes a problem because you've got people that are into the game and want to play it and maybe their friends have bought it and they're like, I'm going to hold off. I don't have the money right now or whatever. They don't buy it at that stage, and then three weeks goes past, and their friends are maybe done with it. And yep. so that person doesn't buy that game. Or people just don't want to be a part of that cycle. We saw it come up like within the last week of Anthem released their, their graph of when you can play Anthem. It was such a simple graph. Oh, my God. It was... Like, but that's the same the thing. Demo. Them, it would have been nothing. Of them releasing Fuck, a game you know. and, and splitting it up into different... I love how it is now fucking people race to be as dumb as humanly possible so they can pretend they don't understand a fucking chart. 
oh yeah oh no this will be funny on twitter if i pretend i don't understand fucking a five by three chart who could possibly fucking work this out you need to be a rocket scientist <laughs> and it's just some fucking shitty two of the fucking columns with whether or not you can play in the demo mm. it didn't even fucking matter but people yeah, yeah fuck that but no I still think it comes back to shit. that of like I don't we talked about it at our game of the year show this like tiered release dates and play to like a play a pay a premium to play the game early like all that stuff needs to die it does need to be a thing there shouldn't be three release dates for a game I think it's hurting yep. consumers, if anything. Like, there's no reason why I should pay. have to pay 150 bucks to play the game two weeks earlier. Or, or you know, I think Microsoft is doing the... Um, or it might even be Ubisoft who's doing the, the Play the Division three days early um, to right. if you pay the, the Gold Edition or something like that. Like, yeah, everybody's doing it now. I don't like it. It's fucking terrible. It's ter- terrible, like marketing employee and it's just greedy it's just publishers being greedy i guess yes from that perspective certainly however i think that chart was really easy to work out anyway moving on that's it that's the news that's it okay cool we got no questions uh which is disappointing of course um but you know write in to tell me if luke liked metro or not that'd be good you can go read my review (laughs) <laughs> my preview it wasn't a, it was a preview first of yeah. all and second of all I want to know if you said it on the podcast because that's not the fucking impression I got probably yeah. alright is that it right. let's let's wrap things yes. up then um, The Gap Latest. the GA podcast you can find us on iTunes Android Windows Store every place possible I feel like we're on that right now Spotify you can go to that place as well um, if you yep. want to send us questions you can do it the old fashioned way our email address is thegapodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on social media, facebook.com slash gapodcast, twitter.com slash gapodcast, or you can go to our YouTube page. If you want to watch this show uh, with video content sometimes, like I'll put some Division stuff up there as well. You can do that. You can put some Apex. Have you recorded any Apex gameplay? A little bit. Too much effort. It's up there. I mean, you're, you're, you're looking at me like, fuck you, Joe. No, so <laughs> fuck you. My you shadow play does not work sometimes, and right. Um, so I'll dump it into like Vegas, and it'll just be like, it'll just freak out and be like, no, this file is fucked. There's something wrong with it. it doesn't work properly. And I, th- I think it's because I'm splitting the audio channels up. Um, um, like I split up my my in game and my um my voice channels because sometimes the tv's yep. on and whatnot so i think maybe that's what's happening because it used to work fine but anyway shadow play is is trash sometimes but oh yeah i'll try and put some stuff in there um well we, we don't need like sound no no i don't put sound on there it's just usually video content so i'll do that with division right. i've got a lot of division content hopefully that all works um so yeah i'll, I'll put that all because we spoke about fucking Apex for an hour and a half. We did. So it might be, it might be better than to <laughs> just, you know, than looking at me with my fucking stain on my shirt. And <laughs> yes. Trying desperately not to pick my nose for an hour and a half. Right. No, three hours at this point. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's fine. It's we'll good. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, you can go to, uh, thegapodcast.com slash YouTube. It'll take you to our YouTube page. Uh, you can also go to the jpodcast.com slash Spotify if you want to listen to this on Spotify. Some quick links. And all the links we just talked about, just send you go to the, the jpodcast.com. 
everything's up there. Past episodes of the show, if you want to listen to those, um, some other content. I did, did I fix the website? I did fix the website. Far out, man. The other the other day, like it updated to the latest version of WordPress, and the website just shit itself. Like it looked like trash. And this was at like three o'clock in the morning, and the day before the podcast is going up, and I'm like, ah, I'm going to bed. <laughs> like it'll yeah. it'll have to do. Um, Luke messaged me. He's like, oh, Joe, the podcast, the the site's all broken. The the fucking WordPress broke or something. It's all broken. I jump on. I'm like. Looks the same. <laughs> Looks the same. Yeah. I don't see anything different. Uh- <laughs> it was it was ruined because um, yeah. I was I was le- up late putting the, the podcast live. Yep, and uh, like getting it already, and then I realized that it had updated because I I, only, I don't usually look at the front page. I'm in the the back end and whatnot, and yep. uh, and then I looked at front page. And I was like, oh my, what is what the heck happens here? And then I looked at it and it updated recently. I was like, oh man, something broke. Gold. Anyway, we fixed it. So you can go to that to check it out. It looks exactly the same though. Jpodcast.com. Yep. Um, you can also go to jpodcast.com slash discord. Jump in there. We're playing Apex Legends at the moment. Um, we'll play into the division. Yeah, if anyone's in the division, jump in for that. We've got some CF, some CF CFDs happening. Um, depending on how quickly we get bored with the division. Yep. Um, so a lot of things going on. We've got chat channels you can go and post in and whatnot. We've got videos going up. So check that out. It's a lot of fun. And uh, all that is thanks to... Uh, We've got rad dudes like uh, Johnny Bravo sharing the Division beta. Kings, all right. Which is awesome. That's cool. Uh, yeah, we've there, there's been a lot of Do we get of, extra actually. keys? Or is it just him? I believe we do, yeah. No, I think we do. So if you jump in our disc- Discord, ask for a key. Uh, I've got some spares, uh, as long as we're friends on YouTube. Did you get some spares? Um, yeah, I did. All right, I have to look. Because I haven't looked. I just gave you my one. You can, you can invite three friends based off your one key. Right. And you gave me a key. Okay. So I can invite some friends. I believe I've used one of my keys already because Nate didn't get a key for some reason. <laughs> he did message me before and asked if I got a key. And I was so like, grumpy. I got one last so night. salty about I it. I think he needs to yeah. message them again and say, hey, you didn't uh, send it to me yet. I'm sure it'll be fine because I got one for you. Like, yeah, it's not that hard. Um, no. So yeah, we were playing that. But yeah, that's all thanks to our Patreon members. You want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash the GA podcast. Um, helps us pay for things like server costs and the site going down all the time because of so many people that are listening. Um, yes. Yes, we, You're the we best. appreciate that. Thank you, everyone that does we that do. every month. It is awesome. I think that is it. You got anything you want to pimp out for this week that you got going on? Uh, head to Red Bull and check out a really good... Uh, like map breakdown of the new Paris map that we put up uh, talking to CKM from the Overwatch uh, Team Australia. Uh, he breaks down the map really, really well. Um, it's, a, it's a really good piece. Uh, I'm going to have a big piece about why Apex Legends is amazing. Probably put up some tips or something just to try and, you know, snake all the fucking hits I can. And uh, I believe that's it for now. Hmm. Um, yeah I think there's rainbow stuff next week right yeah 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 when do you fly out um apparently next week (laughs) we'll see how that goes (laughs) it's getting hot in here um so yeah you can go to survivor.com I have a lot of stuff going up at the moment I had I think we talked about it I had like a rage 2 preview go up um, I had my interview with Professor Fat Shady 
go up who is an australian youtuber that helped um the trials rising devs create a bunch of tutorials for the in games um so i talked yep. to him about that i have a uh division two preview that went up two days ago um yep a lot of stuff we just talked about just then but if you want to go read that you can do that and mm-hmm. also i uh i interviewed that metro piece we had in metro yeah that was bef- that was a couple of weeks back but i also spoke to <laughs> fanatic the australian rainbow six siege team who will be playing in the uh invitational yep. uh which is happening starts next week the prize pool is now up to two million dollars two million us around that and i i spoke to dizzle they're over in europe at the moment um using the uh, using fanatics hq they're playing with uh european teams they're playing with na teams they're getting ready for the event and i just sent them over some standard how are you preparing questions and things like that it's good it's it's a good read yeah it is. They are. They've been practicing with the winners of, um, well, basically the best team in the the league. So that's good news. Um, G two. Other yeah. than the fact they're revealing secrets, but I mean G two has been <laughs> dominating for the last year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's good. They they're they've always been one of their scrum partners. So yeah. Yep. I'm excited. So I should hopefully. I mean, I'm supposed to be covering the event in Canada next week, and. Mm. Um, I'll have a bunch of content up. Uh, a lot of year year four content is going. They'll, they'll reveal a bunch of that, so people should look forward to that one. And um, I guess whatever other surprises they've got in store. Um, should be a good event if we end up going. But we're apparently going. Mm. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Should be good. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, that reminds me. Head to OzGamers to read my interview with uh, Mike Gamble from Bioware, uh, where I ask him how many characters you can fuck in Anthem. Right. And my previews uh, for Anthem is on Red Bull. Um, just doing really well. Really well. Uh, getting mad, mad props from my bosses. Yep. Uh, yeah. All right. I think that's it. Next week, um, we'll probably have to record early. Because I'll be out okay. of here. Um, hopefully, we'll have some Show some you. content up. Um, Is it like a thirty-hour flight to Canada? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and we're gonna have to record on fucking Monday or something. We're I think I'm supposed to be Apex on Apex Legends again. Why don't we split this one up into? How the fuck are you gonna go on Thursday? It's gonna take you. You get there on fucking Saturday morning. No, or no some we get there on the Friday. I think. Oh, I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know, Job. I'm not. I'm not organizing. So yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, Nobody is. <laughs> I think I'm supposed to be. I was supposed to be reviewing Crackdown. I think. Um, I have a feeling they're not going to send that through because the previews for that were pretty like horrible. Um, and the what is this? Oh, okay. Fair enough. You. This is why. Oh, Anthem's the best game ever because. Oh, been, oh, here we go. You fuck. Joe's being paid out. People listening at home can't even work out what the fuck. No. Um, so yeah, Crackdown. Uh, supposed to be reviewing that. That's out next week. Don't have any yep. code yet. Previews are pretty average. I don't think they're going to send that out early. Um, so I probably won't be talking about that next week. But those listening at home, by the way, I had a box uh, with like Red Bull and Anthem on the same thing because uh, they held the event at the uh, gaming sphere. Mm. 
in Tokyo, the Red Bull game. How much money do they pay pay you to go to the preview? Ooh, la la. I'm not an influencer, so I don't get paid shit, sadly. Uh, every, all the influencers who went, I believe, got paid, though, so... I, nice I saw a post from Jim Sterling last night about uh, he got an email about a new game that's coming out um, and they sent him a message and asked him how much what were his fees to review the game for oh. his YouTube channel nice <laughs> right <laughs> that's fucked up that's pretty good yeah. that's, that's, that's juicy yeah. okay um, anyway. that's it it's hot I'm going it is hot yep we're See out of here. Right. Sound.